The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, or any school district, their respective managements or employees. Geek Show Podcast, and welcome to it. Brand new episode for you. Uh, the name of the episode is Made for Jimmy. And that's an insult, apparently. I don't know. You'll have to listen to it. And you tell me. Uh, great episode. A warning, though, about this episode. We go deep into Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. So if you haven't seen that yet, it's our mostly spoiler-filled review of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Yes, we waited this long just for you. You took your damn sweet time seeing it. But, uh, yeah, we uh, talk about it. And there, it's not uh, unanimous praise. I'll, I'll warn you right now. Anyway, it's coming up. And uh, in broken news, uh, Jimmy will be here as well and uh, review movies for us and some other things. I want to thank our sponsors, of course, uh, Dr. Volt's Comet Connection. They're open seven days a week. Their hold service is free. And with that, you get a 20% discount of purchases of $20 or more and the previews catalog for free and 10% off for active or retired military. 2043 East, 3300 South, your friendly neighborhood comic shop, Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. Also, uh, I want to thank our friends at Cabin Fever. Go and see them. They got the, the great selection of action figures, toys, lunchboxes, duckies, located at the heart of Trolley Square, the corner of 500 South and 700 East. Cabin Fever is so much more than a card store, and I guarantee you if you go in that store, you're going to find something and take it home. Chef Daniel also bringing us to show. If, if you're having ingredients delivered to your house and then you're doing all the work and all the packaging and ice packs that can't be good for the environment, let Chef Daniel do it. Home delivery service geared for those who can't cook or are too busy or have decided to make a change in their diet, don't know where to start. Just go to CantusCatering.com, C-A-N-T-U-S Catering.com for more information about home delivery service. And our friends at uh, Black Velvet Boutique, they want to let you know throughout July... Black Velvet Boutique is accepting donations for the Rape Recovery Center. So you can go in with a donation, receive a discount off your next purchase at Black Velvet Boutique, 293 South State Street in Clearfield. Go and say hi to Dawn and Leah. Also, I want to thank uh, Nucleus for sponsoring the show. Uh, Nucleus, the Wi-Fi home intercom with auto answer. Nucleus allows you to connect with people you love, whether they're downstairs or across the country. And you can learn more at NucleusLife.com. All right. Here's the new episode, made for Jimmy. Please to enjoy. Can we have Jorel be um, like a T-shirt? Yeah, she sent me an apology. <laughs> and it's not a website; it's a Facebook page. Yeah. So I guess she felt sorry for you. Are you drunk? He's he's drunk on his own importance. Well, <laughs> Jack Sparrow's a fag. But, no, 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 no. They now, talked to me about it, but I was too thin. They cast another fat, washed-up alcoholic. Uh, this movie that? has something against America. He's starting to look more and more like a donkey. I don't want to be the gobble. I want to be the knob. Geekshowpodcast.com. And welcome back. Ah. It's Whoa. the basement. Check it out. Check, check. Second episode? Oh, sorry, Tony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. This, it feels like the fourth. Second oh. episode. Now, just a warning. Yeah. We're going to... Uh, Spoil the fuck. Give our spoiler-filled <laughs> review of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Didn't 2. Didn't that come out like six months yeah, ago? Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while, so we can do it <laughs> yeah. now. So we, so it's on Blu-ray like next week. Yeah. It's been on a month of Sundays. <laughs> so this is our... Yeah. So just a heads up. This is our... We get to it's dissect coming. it. Oh, and I, I hate to And say give it. our hashtag unpopular opinions. It's going to get a little uh, feisty. Well, yeah. I think so. I think so. Yeah. There's, there's a 
couple of people at the table that will be getting hate mail. I know that. That's all right. I'll be getting hate mail from lots of people. Me, me, me and Leo on the same team. Yeah, but right. you know, we're, we're going to double dragon our way out of the room. All right. Fuck yeah! Can I be Billy? Yeah, Fuck I'll yeah. be the other one. He's Jimmy. Billy. That's Jimmy. He's Billy. He's Jay Whitaker. Yeah, yeah. What's up, y'all? I'm Billy Double Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> That's all one word. Billy Double Dragon. Uh, what, what? You got? You got stuff? Yeah. What's up? Yeah. Hey, hey. I'm doing shit. The shit that y'all I'm doing is is that I'm doing the shit. Uh, so <laughs> fuck. This description is the best. Yeah, best. Uh, so come fucks with me at uh, um, Wise Guys, July twenty second. Be doing the shit, y'all. And I'm uh, got got a couple more shows. There's there's some other stuff that's in the works that I'm trying to lock down, and I want I don't want to reveal yet. And um, just I'm just a young I'm just a young dude, per, planning a person of Earth trying to pay his rent. All right. <laughs> really, Follow me on Twitter I, at I, it's Jay Whitaker. That got pretty I, meta. I checked out a minute ago. <laughs> He checked out a minute ago. <laughs> He's Lee George K. I, I feel terrible about that because I try to focus. It's so hard to focus with this sitting next to me. Yeah, what, is know, right? what is that? What is that? That's a that's a flask, Jay. I know, but what's in it? Oh, magic juice. Would, uh, right now, I think nothing. Vodka. Uh, yeah, vodka. Uh, just just vodka. an announcement for those of you who've been following my progress on Star Wars: Galaxy of Heroes. Yes, how's it going? Um, I've started this game in uh, November, <laughs> and uh, I am now le- level eighty four and a half. I will be max level eighty five here in about four days. Uh, putting my I'm putting my Kylo Ren dream team together. So those <laughs> of you Kylo Ren dream my, team. Well, Kylo Kylo is interestingly enough in this game wildly unpredictable and uh, explosively violent at times. And what? the rest of the time, that the doesn't rest, sound like him. No, it's amazing how all these characters. There's like hundred some odd, There's like a hundred <laughs> some odd characters in this game, and they all actually play thematically. So Kylo plays like a little shithead. Mm-hmm. So of course I had to play his team. Can you play as Matt? Yeah, you, no, I wish you could. I hope on Halloween they give a Halloween costume for, for Kylo as Matt. The, what was he, a custodian? <laughs> Death Star, no, he's, uh, a, he's a technician. Death Star technician. I'm just Matt. I'm uh, just but, a technician. You know, if, uh, if you don't want to talk about Star Wars uh, Galaxy of Heroes, but you do want some tasty food, come see me at Fresh Eatery, 145 East, 1300 South. Or you can get uh, this jerky, which is uh, a wonderful cholesterol-free jerky. Um Pretty much everywhere in the world right now. Can I have some of that? Yes, How's please. It? Why is this not open? Can I, well, do I need to can pay I open this? Okay, yeah, please. That's right. I brought it to be. Okay. I brought it to be eaten. Oh, so yeah. it's cow free. A quick, a quick breakdown of where you can get this uh, Nooch Vegan Market in uh, Denver, Colorado. You can get both locations of Food Fight Grocery in um, Portland and here Jade Market in Salt Lake City, both locations, as well as Watchtower mm. Cafe. And there's a couple places online that are actually uh, getting signed sometime this week. And then, last but not least, the bike doctor in Missoula, Montana. <laughs> I'm always going to close with Missoula, Montana. All right. Yo, man. Pass me some of that sweet and spicy. Man, yo, can you pass me some of that easy to eat? <laughs> <laughs> he wants some of that sweet and spicy. He's quad T. I could just put a bunch of drink in my mouth. All right, I'll, I'll come back. I'll come back to you. <laughs> No, go ahead. No, go power through with, yeah. it, with it all in your mouth. Hey, check me out on Twitter at Quad T Tony. <laughs> I just put some more jerk in my mouth. There you go. Uh, Stop putting it in your mouth. No. <laughs> so, I'm right here on the Geek Show. Mm-hmm. Or I'm on the Gadget Spot podcast with more <laughs> jerk in my mouth. <laughs> so far, jerk in my mouth, Jay. <laughs> with, with Gadget Spot podcast with. Excitable James. Yeah. <laughs> this shit is so good. It's so easy to put in your mouth. Yep. We're released every two weeks. No more drinking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm done. 
All right. Uh, Mr. B? Well, I, I was like, I don't even know what's fucking happening. Yeah. Uh, Have some jerky. That's not what I sound like. Um, or is it? You know, I'm just glad to be here. <laughs> <laughs> what day is it? Uh, today? Uh, is, it Saturday? is it still Saturday? It, I don't no, even today know. is, uh, as far as you know, today is the 26th. Yeah. Okay. Today is June. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm still, like, laying around. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I might show up to the pub quiz if I remember it's Wednesday <laughs> at 8.30 at Lucky 13. No, I'll be there. <laughs> How's that going to affect your naps? Going to cut into They're them. They're not la- I'm <laughs> hibernating at this point. <laughs> big old bear hibernating. Mm. And, uh, yeah, you know, fucking watching shit. And <laughs> so, 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 I watch sh- the news and Food Channel. Should we come fucks with it? Come fucks with it. Okay. All right. Lucky 13, 830. Uh, that sounded so pleasant. Like Wednesdays, a nice little, right? Wednesdays. Like, Wednesdays. A nice little, like a nice little infomercial. Come yeah. fucks with it. Shamwow. Come fucks with it. Come fucks with that. Hi, Jimmy. Hi. Jimmy Martin, everyone. Uh, watch me on KSL, Big Blue Mouth Off, uh, The Arrow... Mediocre show and geek show and slug. Uh, just so we can wrap this up, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Two was great. Uh, fuck off! There's uh, Power Rangers is coming out next week. Woo! Uh, Train Spotting Two uh, Chips is going to be on. Blue- We're not in the episode, are we? Oh I, no, no. Ah no. shit! Oh no, this is the beginning of the I, episode. Uh, Damn I, it! I, I forgot the T two <clears throat> dropped. The other T two, the new T two dropped on. I didn't uh, see it. I didn't either, and I feel kind of bad because I love the first movie, but. I'm okay with it. I, I got it on the video on demand. <laughs> T2? What it's got a great soundtrack, Jimmy. What are we talking about? Yeah, T2? I bet it does. Yeah. I don't know either. What's Train T2? Spotting 2. Oh, Train oh spotting two. They, they call it the other T2. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. So I didn't, um, I didn't know. Have you ever thought about changing um, the name of Big Movie Mouth Off to Movies Made for Jimmy? <laughs> no. <laughs> I love you, Jimmy. Movies, no, movies made for <laughs> movies made for Jimmy's mouth off. The uh, the old the old lady from the movie theater, uh, the the one that tells you to shut off your video recording device. <laughs> she did mouth, call up Big Mouth big Movies. Big Mouth once. Movies. <laughs> really? I was there for that. That and was big funny. Thanks to Big Mouth Movies. <laughs> we had a good laugh. Really? <laughs> yeah. She died that? seven months ago. <laughs> yeah. What was this? You guys are you know just rude. <laughs> did she really die? We're celebrating no. her life. <laughs> we're celebrating. We're commemorating her greatest hits. Uh huh. All right. And we have a, uh, a host. Oh, what? Hi, me, Mister Kerry Jackson. <laughs> that guy. God, you sounded so like you should know who the fuck I am. <laughs> uh, Monday through Friday, uh, six to ten, uh, x ninety six dot com. I want to celebrate. Although I think I'm on vacation this week. Ooh, or soon. Ooh, I want to celebrate yeah. your strength. Your strength, sir. Yes. A full line of Godfather Funko Pops is out, and I believe you own none of them. I own none of them. What? Yeah, you you have managed to maintain your no Funko Pop streak. But if you uh, if I if I send you a Fredo Funko Pop, mm-hmm. know you're on my shit list. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right. Before we um, talk about Guardians Volume Two, just uh, this is some interesting news. I think that you guys will be happy about this. That Joel Schumacher. No. Oh, has, oh, I'm so sorry. Has, Feather boas and neon. Dang. Has stepped forward and with his head held high has apologized for Batman and Robin. What? Oh, what about what? Batman Forever? <laughs> no, he still likes that one. <laughs> um, he was interviewed by uh, Vice and uh, he said uh, after the film was released, he was treated like I had murdered a baby. Well, he kind of had. <laughs> 
Did he like walk up with like is the that, is, is that direct the nipples, quote? Like, in his hands? Wow, like, I'm quote. sorry. Uh, things have cooled down uh, with that level of venom, but the topic of bat nipples <laughs> won't go away. That will live on forever. He said, I fell asleep in that fucking movie. Which you shouldn't be able to do. No. Here's what he said. The costume was made by Jose Fernandez, who is our brilliant lead sculptor. If you look at uh, Batman and Batman Returns, it was the genius Bob Ringwood who created those outfits. Bob Ringwood from Excalibur. So by the time we got to Batman Forever, the rubber and techniques had gotten so sophisticated. If you look at when Michael Keaton appears in the first suit... You'll notice how large and bulky it is. And, and, and remember, he could turn his head. He could turn his head. He'd, he'd be like, huh? he said it was brilliant, but it was the best thing they could do at the time. By the time Forever came around, uh, rubber molding was much more advanced. Now, wait a minute. So, in the first Dark Knight movie, Christian Bale couldn't turn his head either. That's true. That's just because he's a So how did, that, how did we run into that same that's problem Bale's 20 dick. years later? I believe, I, I believe the problem with Bale is the stick that's up his ass went oh. so far up <laughs> oh. that it actually immobilized his head. Now that makes oh, so sense. That's what makes, mm-hmm. That explains the voice, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, oh. so by the time <laughs> Batman Forever came around, rubber molding had become more advanced. Uh, so I said, let's make it uh, anatomical. I gave the sculptor photos of Greek statues. And uh, incredible uh, anatomical drawings that you see well, in, so in, like, in medical so books. Fe- well, so they're supposed to be like a fucking dick hanging off and, it, too? And you know, it's so funny because he's full of shit. Well, also, female, I'm, I'm sorry. female Greeks didn't have nipples. No, he's full of shit. Well, and you're right, because Batgirl didn't have nipples on her suit. But he's full of shit because the whole armor inspiration was based off of Greek armor designs, not off of Grecian statues. Greek armor designs had nipples moved into them. He wanted to go deeper. Yeah. All right. Past the armor. Then he said he handed him metal, med, medical books as well. He did the nipples, and I looked at him, and I thought, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the neon cod piece? Uh, that's cool. He later admits, all these years later, he never thought such a seemingly tiny decision would get the reaction it did. Well, it was a, it was a, a series of tiny decisions, yeah. you dumb fuck. He says, I never th- he says I, maybe I was just naive. I'm, I'm still glad we did it. Um, no, we're not. not. That's not an apology, then. But it, no, he says, "Look, I apologize. I want to apologize for every fan that was disappointed because I think I owe them that." He should have quit at Lost Boys. <laughs> what are, oh, what? Oh, falling down was good too. Falling down, yeah. I forget that's him. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good movie. movie. And falling phone, down was incredible. And phone booth. Oh, phone booth was good. Phone booth was very good. And, a, and a time right. to kill. So stay out of genre. And I All love. Right. And I do. We'll forever love Lost Michael! Boys. Michael. My, I knew. I knew someone was going to say it. Michael. Michael. <laughs> he just should have never touched the franchise. Stupid ass movie. Yeah. All right. So there's there's that now. <laughs> Michael. We, where, where you know. Do, you know what? I just. All right. Quick sidebar. I just want to say if I I would love to. If there's a couple out there, mm-hmm. is there a married couple uh, or either there's dating? A few. Yeah, but. There's a couple named Michael and Jessica. I want them to meet Shannon and just have <laughs> their names just be Michael, Jessica. <laughs> well, the chances of that couple existing are pretty high. Yeah, yeah especially around here. Someday, <laughs> uh, um, just go to Draper. Yep, yep. Uh, let's get Hi. to now, Jessica. Hi, I'm looking for the house of Michael and Jessica White. Which Michael. one? <laughs> All right. Now we have we we reviewed Guardians two. Mm-hmm. A couple of weeks ago. Like Some, 700 years yeah, ago. Yeah, when it opened. And we haven't talked about it since, so if you have not seen Volume 2 yet, this is your chance to uh, fast forward or shut off the if podcast. You seen it, if you haven't seen it, fuck you. I don't, care. Yeah. I don't even think it's in theaters anymore. Plug your ears and at go this, la la la. At this, point, it's not, it, at this point, it's probably not. Uh, but uh, So that being said, we're going to talk about all of it. Hashtag right. unpopular opinion. No, what? I just can't believe they killed Spider-Man in the new Homecoming movie. I know, yeah. right? That was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Where do we begin with volume two? Other than soundtrack. the fact that... Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll say this. I, the soundtrack for this one, not as good as the first nope. one. Thank you. Someone I, had to no, fucking not as say, good. oh. I mean, it's I, good. It's, I disagree. It's, it's good. I, I love it too, Jimmy. I disagree. It's good. I think you and I are the total like fanboys of this. No, I think it's no, a good no, soundtrack. No, trust me. I am a fucking fan. I was on board. I, the, when I saw Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, mm-hmm. I saw it four times in two days. Y'all don't understand. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm about that life, I, son. I, still, I, I would say but that. But I'm, I'm a fanboy about this one too. Best song on Guardians' first one is... Uh, Spirit in the Sky. I think the uh, second one's got. I'm so tired of Norman Greenbaum, though. I know what an asshole. Uh, I think the second one's got three songs better than that one. Three songs that. better than Spirit in the mm. Sky. Yeah. So right. other than the Fleetwood Mac song, what are the other two? Uh, uh, come a little bit closer. Uh huh. Good song. The yeah. Great, greatest song in the mm-hmm. whole song. Good song. Uh, well, they got a yellow on there. That's good. The, yeah. uh, Mr. Blue Skies, great yeah. song. Better. It's not the it's not the yellow song I would have picked. But <laughs> I just like. Which Garden one did you want? Uh, it's a do ya, do ya. It's yeah. a great song. I wanted that. Great song. Anyway. I, but no, you know what I liked? Uh, First Guardian, Cherry Bomb. Just, oh yeah, that was good. Like that, just that it was scene. Really good, yeah. I oh, think it was. It, I don't know, man. It, it, it. I, 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 I enjoyed the soundtrack, but it, it's it for me. The first one. Was. I don't now, think Guardians has the greatest ELO song. Now, when I when I say that the Guardians Volume Two soundtrack isn't as good, I'm just like it's Olympic finishes. It's like you yeah. know, little tiny separation. Yeah, good. No, there's, okay, there's yeah, some, I'm with uh, K. Jack on that. There like are that, some there are you know. some peculiar choices on the second. Soundtrack really, because there are. I mean, Glenn Campbell. That's out of right. nowhere. And it's songs. Know. It's songs that James and Sean Gunn liked when they were kids. Yeah, is is literally what it came down to. Mm-hmm. They're just like, well, this is this wasn't a hit. Hardly anybody even knew it. Mm-hmm. Whereas part of the genius of the first soundtrack was was kind of reintroducing us to some really good music that yeah. a lot of us kind of made fun of yeah. for a long time, except for Bowie, because who would ever make fun of Bowie? All right, right now. So, <laughs> where do where do we begin? All right, I. Oh. I'm looking up how much it made. I'm curious. Okay, well, let, let, that doesn't uh, Transformers. Do you really have to be the suit right now? I mean, and you want to talk like, about I, Kangaroo Jack and Transformers? No, I'm just yeah. curious. Let, all right, let me start then. All right, uh, the first movie, very important to me. Mm-hmm. It's it's like agree. Also, it's, it's like very very important. And to me, Carrie, it's like yes. it, it was like a, a flashpoint of very mm-hmm. uh, important. The second the one, we could say just because of part of the show, it's the first Marvel movie without Vice. I mean that's oh, one okay. of the first things. Yeah, yeah, we, but, but there's we, also we another the, like yeah. there was another. It's another like like important life event. Mm-hmm. It's kind of tied to that movie for me too. Yeah, the second movie, very important to me. Hmm. First one, mommy issues. Second, daddy. Oh, <laughs> shit. Right. And here's what that's I'm true. okay. That's true. Yeah. So you okay. brought it up, and I was going to hold on to it because yeah. that's why it's important to me. I was going to I was going to hold it. so. Um, you've met Todd, and you know Todd, my yeah. my friend from Denver. Yes, he is one. Like I went to his dad's funeral, mm. like uh, a week and a half ago, and he. It was the most stoic talk I've ever seen mm-hmm. from a person. I've seen that guy, and he sort of cried. Apparently, he cried like a fucking baby at the end of uh, Gardens of the Galaxy too, mm-hmm. and. I looked at him and I go, well, his wife had to tell me because he was never going to tell me. <clears throat> and I go, oh, why? Because it was fucking Daddy the movie? Daddy issue the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, he was like, yeah, I guess. And I don't know, that sunk in for me too. That that was the whole thing through that movie, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I, I like, had friends in a... I cry. I, I've seen it four times. I cry at the end. If every time, fucking time, 
it <laughs> defines daddy versus father. Yep, that's for sure. Best uh, line. I just, and I think it's like people who have lost their uh, fathers. Oh, I yeah. think it's. I think it's a. I'd say lost your father. I, I, you know, I, I don't have a stepfather like right. that, but like I've had friends who were raised, you know, by you know adopted dads or stepdads, and they're like, yeah, like that's my dad. You know, like that's mm-hmm. and that's that line is so <clears throat> fucking it's, potent. It's I a just, it's a great line. I'm a bastard child. My biological father had nothing to do with me. I yeah. didn't even meet him until I was 32 years old, and then he died. And the man that raised me is my dad, and yeah. always has been my dad. And that part of the movie was handled. Beautifully well. It, it it was a really great tribute to fatherhood. What being a father is yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, or even just family. I, I I think the whole movie is a great tribute to just family in general. And that's oh, that's yeah. the thing too. Like a family trying to the the Gamora and um oh yeah oh yeah like in, uh, Nebula Nebula, Nebula. Uh, yeah. This I mean their arguments. I mean or even the exact scene on the nose when she's when he says I I, I found my family and she says I thought you already did yeah, yeah. Right. you know. I think that's what the whole movie is a tribute to, and I think it's that's why I love it. So, and it does that well. I mm-hmm. and Baby Groot's amazing too. And I know that Lee loves it, and I know that Jay loves it, and he dances around. I don't got one it, fucking problem with Baby Groot, man. No, let, 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 no, just, I don't either. Let's just quit uh, before uh, we before we switch into the Baby Groot. I I, right. I will say <laughs> like, the Baby um, No, like Carrie, Carrie would. He's like, yeah, you're. There's a part that. You know that he was interested to see how I'd react to it, and it it fucked me up. Like I I really enjoy Guardians of the Galaxy too, um, but yeah, when they play catch, I fucking yeah I, I <laughs> like I I came apart because it made you cry or just made you sad. Yeah, I did. It definitely got the knot in my throat. On sec the second time I watched it in private, I cried. I cried really? because as a father, I. Due to certain circumstances, I don't see my son as much as I'd like to. And mm-hmm. so, um, and it, it's, as a father, just playing catch. It, like, the, the, as a father, like, it, it, when you're, you, you don't need to buy a bunch of shit. You just need to spend time. That's yeah. that's all That's yeah. all you need to do. And like. So, you know what's funny? We're recording this the day before Father's Day. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> that is funny. As we record, yeah, but it's just like, that's what, you know, granted, you know, ego's intentions turned out to be very shitty, but for me, that was a very tender moment because I, you know, some, you, you, you just yearn for those simple moments when, like, me and my son, we go to, we go to the Liberty Park and play Frisbee, and that's, and we'll do that for two and a half hours. And talk about so much shit in between, mm-hmm. and it's like, fuck that. That's that's like for me. That's like the that's that's ground zero for fatherhood. It's just like, and so that was just really cool to just throw that in there. It was if, really cool. If they had done the scene that that encompasses what I what I most miss as a father about my kids, it would have been really awkward. I, I miss when my kids were little and they just climb up on me and go to sleep and just fall asleep. <laughs> so if, if at any scene when Chris Pratt had climbed up on Kurt <laughs> Russell, Kurt. well, now that snuggled into his, snuggled into his beard, it would have come across weird. Yeah. It would have come across a little. I'm going to snuggle so. into your beard, Daddy. But I, I miss, <laughs> I miss <laughs> that. That's what I laugh about with with Jason that that scene made him so like emotional is because what I see, all I see is Kurt Russell smiling like an idiot, like yeah, right. Toss it to me. And I'm like, like no. are you fucking kidding me? Are we going to do like a Tossing the balls thing, like that, which I thought it was saying. such goofy fun. But like, I just like, I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, I, I think every time I've seen, it, I'm just like, this is so dopey. I love it, you know? Yep. All it right. was pretty dopey. 
So, uh, okay, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and All go right, there. You yep. go. Baby Groot is uh, the greatest thing ever. Uh, no, yeah. At, baby Groot. Baby Groot was fantastic. <laughs> the best at the end of Guardians One. <laughs> Thanks and baby for Groot, listening. Oh. Baby Groot was fantastic during the opening credits when they had the whole montage of the great big battle with the big tentacle beast and Baby Groot's dancing around, mm-hmm. waving at Gamora and almost mm-hmm. getting her killed. Loved it. And that's when I would have stopped it. That's Oop. really... I Those are my two complaints. Uh, one of two complaints that I have about the movie. And, and they're interesting because they're polarizing complaints, but... It's it's a in this case I feel like it was almost a marketing decision to yep. keep Baby Groot in the movie for it, the entire exactly thing. that's exactly what it was. I hang on, hang on. With both because of you because I, no, I looked it up and James Gunn said absolutely not. He wanted to do Baby Groot and and I so. and I and, and again that's one of those yeah. areas where I can say just because it pulled me out of the movie doesn't make the movie any less fun for anybody else. It pulled me out because. In my head, I was fanboying the whole thing, going Groot wouldn't stay little that long, <laughs> and that's not that's not anybody else's problem. That's, not that's how it works. That's my problem. In, in that's the my comics, issue. though, the same thing happened. He's and he stayed a little fucking Groot for a long time. And then there's but, other comics where he's been blown to smithereens, and then he's a full grown Groot two pages later. So I, it's my thing, like, my, what scenes beyond the opening scene, and then when they dumped liquor on his head. Were too oh, much baby Groot. Oh, because I, I, I got it. When he I, walked up and he was like, "Do you want to get okay, out of here?" My, he's like, yeah. my, my, <laughs> that I was cool with that. It's the slow walk to the uh, to the when they were in, in the cage or when they were jailed, and he just slowly pouts, pouts walk, and then at the end, we're the, at the fucking funeral, and they tuck him in. Fuck that! I'm sorry. That's oh just my fucking god! What the fuck is wrong with you? Well, that's yeah. funny. You are fucking dead. I, I, no, no. It's, it's and I'm sorry. And, 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 I'm, it's, it's funny that you're using that. Super hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Who goes first? Uh, Come on, Mister. What's wrong with you? Does all right. All right. So here's my thing. <laughs> first of all, uh, this is what I'm gonna say. If they would have had big old Groot doing his same fucking shtick, yeah. From the same movie, that would have been annoying as fuck. I'm sorry. Well, hang, been... hang on a sec. Will you pass me that jerky? <laughs> <laughs> um, Thank you. All right. But um, I don't know. I loved beca- because there was like this whole like overarching like like chosen family kind of. It, it's the family thing, thematic, right? and there's and, the baby. And there's I don't get it. I get and, it. And he's and I'm like the stuff that you hated, like actually really. Touch me, and maybe it's because I work at the set. I actually I don't think know. the shot of him walking to that cage is like one of my favorite shots. Fuck it, fuck it, 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 no, it's no, so it fucking made good. Sad. I'm like, he's how just the fucking fuck? depressed. He's like, I, we're fucked. But I also love that, like, even like the. Um, I'll have to watch they, it again. Fuck even it. the evil motherfuckers were like, Groot's cute as fuck. Mm-hmm. Because even like old ladies and like you know people who've never read a Guardians of the Galaxy comic <sighs> are like, I'm like Groot. Well, and now they especially love baby groups. Well, I mean, you know? it's, look at the look at the family thematic that you've got there at the end of the movie. Peter yeah. Quill is is the father. Gamora yeah. is the what mother. A shitty father. Drax is the, the drunk un- uncle. The drunk, drunk uncle. uncle. Yeah. And Rocket's the shitty little kid. And and then there's the baby. Right. right. Actually, so like, actually, like, I'm sorry. You know, like when he goes. Actually, Rocket might be the senile old grandpa. But like, could be. Yeah. 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 But like when Rocket goes, yeah. I've seen some shit. No, he goes, yeah. He did call. What what a fucking. Uh, what did, what did uh, Rooker call him? What did Rooker? Twig. Yeah, yeah, he did call you a twig during the. Um, okay, thing. I'll give oh, you the that. Funeral. And during I'd the be, funeral, not, and like, I'm sorry, it touched me so. I would be much. annoyed when he when 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 Baby Groot went and got a snuggle from each 
fucking family like, member. Each family member. Mm-hmm. I fucking it was love bedtime. It. Yeah. No, but he was like, I, no, he I, was here, like, here's like no joke. Grand, I, he's like, uh, Peacock's uh, dead. I would be annoyed if they kept it going. Yes. But like he's he's gonna be big in the next. Okay, one. well like, that, you know, that one and movie. that's and that's yeah and that and like yeah. honestly and that's that was the only saving grace about it. I never thought. I've been a parent for nine years, and I never thought I'd say, "Well, I'm so glad he's a teenager now." <laughs> I never thought I well, was fucking. I I was elated, having survived too. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, yeah, he will he will probably be big the next time we see him, well, which will be Infinity. And War. that's something they did because that takes place four years after this. Something movie, they didn't so. quite line up very well, and it might be my own problem. But I didn't catch that this movie happened so quickly after the first one. Yes, oh, six you, didn't, you didn't notice yeah. that. Yeah, it's, it's like right it's, after. It's, it's really, really closely yeah. afterwards. And if, it wasn't until I was doing the the, the mental calculation of they said something like you know thirty four years later after the nineteen eighty scene. It's like oh, this is still two thousand fourteen. Yep. So that was part of my yeah. See, really, it's one of those movies. Like I was saying earlier, it's one of those movies that uh, if if I don't overthink it, I have a really good time with it. But then mm-hmm. I start nitpicking it, which is something we're not supposed to do. No. And that's when it starts falling apart for me. And that's, like I said, my own problem. Mm-hmm. I You have, self-sabotaged. I self-sabotaged. Not only that, though, I started seeing things that seemed a little too self-indulgent to me. So there were some things where it was very much, this is what worked in the first movie. Yes. We're going to go back and do it again. So we're going to do the kitschy 70s soundtrack. We're going to go back and do that again. And I realized in the first movie, those songs were life lessons to Peter from his mom. Mm-hmm. In the second movie, I was like just almost trying to figure out what that life lesson was in the movie as it was playing. Again, that's my luggage. That's my problem. Mm-hmm. So uh, I didn't find the soundtrack as engaging as the as the first movie. Co-sign. So, and and again, maybe that's my issue. I don't know. It's just that I happen to be one of maybe three people on the planet who didn't fucking love this movie, and so <laughs> I. But that being said, I liked it. I, yeah, I had a good time at it. I'll tell you what, it with made, the soundtrack, they made eight hundred and sixty-three million dollars. Yeah, mean, that's like a that, quarter that, of Transformers. That means, <laughs> that means nothing to me. Uh, but, but the soundtrack, though, because it, but the soundtrack, still, though, it's, it's still a love letter from his mom for this one. Now, what I'm curious to see is because now he's got a Zune, and so what, <laughs> well, I think what songs we're getting for there. Well, now that he's got a Zune with three hundred songs that is not programmed by his mother, it's not. Yeah. It, it's not consequential anymore. No, right? it's going to be. So I just hope for gonna, and, and, and the Zune, I just hope for Nickelback. The Zune came out in like 2008, mm-hmm. so it could be any songs up to like 2008. <clears throat> to 2008. Yeah, and I, I'm hoping because I I really love James Gunn and I loved the first movie. It's it's in my top three of the Marvel movies. Agreed. And but, so I'm I'm hoping that this can just be the 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 sequel that had to set up some stuff for the third movie, and that the third movie he can go back to just doing. You know, the first movie was weird. It was weird, and it carried its weird on its sleeve mm-hmm. uh, with a vengeance. I think so did this one. I think it, it, this one was just as weird, but you're used to the weirdness from right. the first one. No, trust me. I understand weird. I understand weird really, really well. Yes, and, you do. And so if I, if, I get, <laughs> if I get desensitized to your weird, yeah. then you know I, that's what I loved about the first one. The palette well, was bright and garish and disturbing, and at one point they're actually in a mine inside a dead giant's head. Yep. And that's cool, you know. That's stuff that you can sit and and have a mental fucking ego, thing. dude. Ego. It was Kurt Russell. Wait, 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 wait. Time out. Ooh, De- dead giant's what? head. No, he was yeah, ego. in in, in the he first was... one. Nowhere. The yeah, celestial head celestial that they were mining head. out of. Yeah, they were, they were literally they were mining that's cerebral spinal fluid out yeah. of a dead giant's yeah, head. Yeah, it was a celestial's head. You didn't yeah. you didn't get that? Oh <laughs> yeah, when 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 Drax gets knocked into a vat of, of yellow goo, that's, that's cerebral right. spinal fluid <laughs> yeah, from a dead giant's see, brain. That's brain matter. Even with just like cinematography with this movie, it's like, fuck, I missed that. There's scenes where like uh, Star Lord's just <clears throat> hanging out in a an ego ship, 
And there's great fucking shots. Just, yeah. I mean, and even when uh, Gamora is just hanging out next to the weeds and just. Yeah. Oh, and, I, don't, I, I really and, want James Gunn to do a Star Trek movie. Desperately, uh, because it would be I, it would be gorgeous. I, I, I'm going to say something that I didn't think that I would ever see say right. ever. Okay, the character development of David of Batista? fucking Rocket Raccoon. Okay. Oh, yeah. he okay, had yes. he yes, yes he had a huge right. character arc. We learned in this. a lot we more learned, about yes, him. Yes, yes, and, the, and the, he's a the, little asshole, and I love him. And, but <laughs> as why? <laughs> yeah, and, and why when they pointed out to him, he's like, yeah. <laughs> no, you know, and it's and it's, it's fucking what Yondu that like mm-hmm. finally makes him go. Oh, I must stop being such a fucking prick. Yeah, you know, and and that the rumor that you know because he's uh, James Gunn is writing the new one right now. Yes, that it's going to be more Rocket Raccoon based. <laughs> that's like that's about a, his like that's a rumor. That is yeah. the rumor. I fucking love that. I love it because I've always loved that character since the first issue he showed up in Hulk. Yes. Right? And, like, I'll never forget, like, and we talked about it on, on the show, mm-hmm. but sitting there with Jeffy. Oh, and, yeah. And he and I, that was one of our favorite comics. Mm-hmm. It's the Guardians of the Galaxy, which is basically what this is based off of. Like when uh, uh, Lanning and whatever took mm-hmm. over. And I was like, what the fuck? They can't do this, Jeff. They can't. <laughs> He's like, Yeah. I don't. I don't think so either. You know, <laughs> and just that they fucking did it. They've done it, and they've done the fuck out of okay. it. They've done it twice. I'll, I'll go you know, it's it's a movie that should have never been fucking made. Exactly. The first one should have never been fucking made. We, yes. Okay. Oh, I thought to you were talking me, about the second one. The first <laughs> Guardians was. Fuck you, dude. No, like, You're so hostile though. about my disliking of this movie. I, I am because I. I dislike certain parts. The I'm first Guardians was when they should stop saying, can Marvel do this? Yeah. That was the first one. No, exactly. And that's when I was done. I yeah. trust that Marvel with a D-Man out. movie. No, when we went and saw that, what, we got to see like seven minutes yeah. of it? No, they were 17. Like, and it was the jailbreak scene. Yeah. yeah. And I was just like. We were all on board. Oh, we were all on board. They, uh, you know? Yeah, I, I got on the radio the next day and I said, they got this. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> this, they got like, this I out. honestly could not believe it. But uh, but what followed that was uh, Ant-Man. Can they do Ant-Man? Yes. Yeah, they did it. Can they do, do, Do-, can they do Doctor they do Strange? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. That was the one for me was Doctor Strange. When they, yeah. when they executed Doctor Strange. Oh, but come on. Guardians of the fucking galaxy. Well, yeah. I remember like when you were like, they're making, like, making this movie and, and, and Jeff was still here. Uh-huh. And we were all like, how do you, what the you fuck? Don't, no! Yeah. I was in Hall H when they announced it. I still remember that there were two things. Ooh! And, huh? huh? <laughs> I also remember when I got the news flash that James Gunn was directing, and we were sitting at this table, yep. and a certain person looked at me and said, you're full of shit. Who would let him make a movie? A Marvel movie. <laughs> Troma. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Troma's, Troma's Guardians of the Galaxy. That would be an interesting yeah. thing to watch. So... Uh, yeah, Batista as well. Oh uh, God, another one. Yeah, that like, like, his his story his his character development was a little more subtle. Yes. than yeah. raccoons, but it was still really but good. They, two things about that. They one gave is, ma- they gave him mantis to to compliment. Yeah, yeah. it was his God, foil, it, and it was perfect. Perfect. Two things. Though, who would ever thought Dave Batista would steal a fucking Marvel? No kidding. Movie? Right. <laughs> I was and two. I was oh, the first. I was the first to object to his casting. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I was right. I was adamant about that. It's like, oh, God, a wrestler. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> a wrestler. 
you know. <laughs> and they can't please, tell me, please tell me you said a wrestler. I, I did, actually. <laughs> no, it was between him and Jason Momoa at the time. Wow. And, they, and they went with Bautista, and I went, that's a mistake. Wow. Yeah. But I, God, no, he was I'm, great. I'm, I didn't so know Rob. Well, he was Momoa good. Was he, was, yeah. he was good in the first one. Yeah. Fucking amazing! He's great. He stole yeah. the show. He in this did. One. He and did. Then, but the scene though, and it's not even him though. It's it's Mantis who, when she touches him, yep. yeah. When they're and, sitting on the front porch, yeah. Oh. I fuck yeah. That, like, that, that only, I and only he's have, just having like as somebody that has dealt with the, extreme yeah. like grief, and, yes, like loss. depression yes. and loss. And it's just oh. let it's me not hear. F- Ooh, no. It almost just happened. <laughs> it almost just happened. Let me hear from the rain cloud. Go. <laughs> there was only one thing missing from that scene. <laughs> yes. Because he's sitting there brooding, right? Mm-hmm. He should have been playing the saxophone. <laughs> you mean the I, just hate, I, just even, I hate that you just cheapened that. Um, <laughs> no, no. He, no. I, I really do. No, like, no, I really no, fucking if, do. If, if, if no, I, I, did, I did expect I really the Draxophone to show up. I yeah. did expect the Draxophone yeah. to show up at some fucking point. Uh, yeah, again, or if, no. he'd, if, he'd been no, on, like, if he'd been on the pawn shop planet, walked by a saxophone and just looked at it and said, later. Yo, but can we talk about... Like him just sitting there and going... And, uh, you know, I'm thinking about my daughter and my wife and blah, blah, blah. And just kind of sitting there and, like, well, looking up at the sky and thinking about it. And then, and then she touches it. And them. then someone else that doesn't have that mm. Mm. shield. Yeah. yeah. And she should have played the saxophone. Fucking, uh, mm. okay, <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to cry on the show ever again. What was right. so interesting? That's, like, that's not what true. What was so interesting, too, about that, about that scene was it was a direct... Uh, opposite of the scene earlier when she touched him and he was laughing. Yeah. Because she says, I've never felt such great joy. Yes. yes. And then later on, I've That's never felt such great too. sorrow. <laughs> yeah. So. No, the, the look on her face is. Yeah. Well, it's a thousand words. Gamora. Yeah, and Gamora, 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 Gamora ripping and... the fucking gun off the goddamn ship yeah. <laughs> and grabbing it like a fucking boombox and just fucking. Oh, yeah, shit. Just plowing scene. it. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Like I, I won't lie. Yeah. That that part of the movie, I was like, "Fuck this!" Her and right now, this. Her oh. and Nebula were really good. I, and it just in the thing. Yeah, it, no, there were so many good little mo- fucking moments. And I was I was happy for Karen Gillan in this movie because they fixed her. Uh, they fixed her dialogue in post. Huh. She's, she's kind of mush mouth in the first movie. Oh, uh, okay. her prosthetic's really hard to talk to. Gotcha. So, no, okay. She's a really good actress. Anybody watch Doctor Who? You've seen, oh, yeah. you've seen oh, yeah. her go the full gamut of, of emotions yep. and acting ability. And in that first movie, she's she's kind of the weakest part of it in a great movie. And then in the second one, I was like, oh, what are they going to do with her? But they they fixed it and allowed her to to actually act and emote and and mm-hmm. be a badass mm-hmm. and and not just be this one dimensional you know cardboard cutout of of Thanos's daughter. So mm-hmm. I really got a kick out of her and, in the second movie. And so, all right, last thing. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, there, wrap this. I know there's so many things. I like. I did say my negative things I, I liked about the movie, but there's there's so much about this movie that I did love. Just the the, the um. One, Sean Gunn got incredible lines and mm-hmm. some. Oh some God, great, he was so he fucking was so good. fucking good. He and then and then just the because I remember there was one there was one discrepancy I did have the with the first Guardians of the Galaxy. I was like, ah, that's not the tr- traditional Yondu I'm used to seeing. And then you get the fucking Finn, mm-hmm. his traditional yeah, his uh, one. yeah, his traditional Michael fucking Michael mo- yeah. Rooker, Rooker was so fucking good in this movie. It's so good. His second best part. 
Don't his... say Henry Porter said color because I will fucking no no I think, I, no his his best part was was <laughs> in a James Gunn movie called Slither. Oh okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, if you w- really want to see Sean Gunn's best part, uh, seven seasons of Gilmore Girls. Yeah. Uh, the town weirdo Kirk. You have to watch all seven. <laughs> no, just watch. Uh, I think on YouTube. Yo, was that that one with Lauren Graham? Girl from yeah, Bad Santa. Yeah. Fuck me, Santa. Fuck me, Santa. Worth, fuck me, Santa. Worth watching. That's one. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. down. But yeah, he's the t- he's <laughs> down. The, he's the town weirdo. He starts a, a transportation company called Uber with two U's because he doesn't want to get sued. <laughs> I love it already. Jeez. Well, I thought we were going to argue more. Okay, I I, uh, I did like the movie. Three and a half stars for me. Three yeah, and I, a half. I think I think if I, I mean seriously, this two nitpicks doesn't make me not liking yes. the movie. It's just what I what pulled me out of the movie. Yes, and, and then I do have to apologize to Jimmy because he he thought I was being mean to him when I said that that it was a movie made for him. That wasn't an insult. <laughs> Jimmy likes okay. a good soundtrack in a movie, and right. you do though. <laughs> subsequently, like Deadpool, you were you were fucking well, raging about the Deadpool soundtrack for months afterwards. Fast. And <laughs> Frozen. If there's a movie that has a and soundtrack Moana. that doesn't work, it'll ruin the movie for you instantly. I've noticed this about you. I would have to say, if someone was making a movie for me, I would hope that it was be, would be as good as Volume Two. Yeah, there you go. So there you go. Yeah. yeah. All right. I've made mistakes too, and things I've said. You know, and <laughs> we say these things. We say these things because we know they're true. That's right. In the name of Jeffrey Michael Weiss. That's right. Amen. 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 After, After these, these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, are you doing all the work? I mean, are you having groceries, ingredients shipped to your home, and then you're doing all the work? I mean, really, you couldn't send me pre-made croutons. I gotta slice the almonds. All that packaging and ice packs—that can't be good for the environment either. Let Chef Daniel do it for you. Home delivery service geared for those who can't cook or are too busy or have decided to make changes in their diet and don't know where to start. This is from scratch cooking in resealable, reusable containers. Ask Shannon. He's used this service. Menu changes weekly. You can order as much or as little as you like. No commitment to order every week. Daniel can accommodate all food preferences and allergies. Vegan, vegetarian, paleo, gluten, and dairy-free. Daniel sources a lot of ingredients locally. He's proud to source and serve a lot of local product. Go to his website, Cantu's Catering, C-A-N-T-U-S Catering.com for more information or to submit a home delivery request or contact Chef Daniel at 801-359-6035. Oh, Daniel can cater your party or special event no matter how big or small. Ask me or Jimmy about that. He's done that for us before. And you get a special discount if you tell Daniel, Geek Show says hey. It's time for technology to give you more family time, not less. Introducing Nucleus, the Wi-Fi home intercom with auto answer. Call from room to room or home to home with no monthly fees, no more yelling up and down the stairs, and no more struggling to set up Skype calls with grandma and grandpa. Nucleus is available today at NucleusLife.com. Use the code GEEKSHOW, one word, to get a special discount. Let's see what's happening at Dr. Volt's Comic Connection in June. Batman, Dark Days, Darkness Comes to the DC Universe with the Mystery of the Forge, Aquaman, The Flash, and more of DC's pantheon of heroes suspect Batman of hiding a dark secret that could threaten the very existence of the multiverse. Also a title called Crosswind, a slick and ruthless Chicago hitman, a smart but downtrodden Seattle housewife. When an inexplicable event strikes these two random strangers, their bodies, souls, and lives are switched to potentially deadly effect. It's Freaky Friday meets Goodfellas. Also, the web-slinging, wall-crawling wonder returns to New York City in the all-new Peter Parker Spectacular Spider-Man, a companion series to the best-selling Amazing Spider-Man series. Peter is going back to basics for big heroics and the Big Apple. 
featuring adversaries old and new be there as Spider-Man returns to his friendly neighborhood for his never-ending battle against crime and the dreaded Parker Luck. Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist. Individually, these four heroes have been on the front lines of the battle to keep the streets of the city safe and secure, but now, with a deadly enemy from the dim past making a major move to unite the underworld, they will need to become more. They will need to become the Defenders. Support local business. They're open seven days a week. Their hold service is free, and with that, you get a 20% discount of purchases of $20 or more and the previews catalog for free, and 10% for active or retired military. 2043 East, 3300 South, your friendly neighborhood comic book store, Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. Broken news, welcome to it. We're halfway through the episode titled Made for Jimmy. (laughs) Coming up. It's got a great soundtrack. Yeah, it's got a great soundtrack. The second half of Made for Jimmy coming up. (laughs) Broken news real quick. Uh, Joining me for Broken News, uh, Shannon, Jimmy, and our friend Egg Fu. Thank you for having me back. Oh, no, anytime, anytime. All right, I guess we ought to start off with... uh, this whole Ron Ron Howard situation. <laughs> Jeez, oh, man. Uh, okay. All right. Because I got I got a strong feeling. Anyway, go ahead. You I, you guys go first. People, I got I got the details here, so we can. I posted like immediately when they announced it, and I mean the thread started coming in. You know, yeah. and either people were like, "Yeah, cool. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited about it. Like mm-hmm. he's a pretty good director." And then some people were like, "Ah, oh, god damn it, really?" Like, and then and this is here is why I'm. I'm going to pull my card out. I'm going to say, show me what you got. Mm-hmm. Because. That's the Jimmy card. Because he's got some good movies behind his back. A while he's ago. Got yeah. a lot, he's also got a lot of <laughs> shitty the movies. the last behind, one. Right? Yeah, right? He's also got a lot of shitty movies behind his back. That's true. So he is what I would consider the absolute definition of a coin flip. So. Yeah. This thing could go both fucking ways. Yeah. I think it's just incredibly safe. I all, Oh, it's big safe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is like completely anti-Marvel move. I mean, it is. It is the safe choice. Get Edgar Wright to do it. Uh, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> like, you couldn't be get a safer choice, except maybe like a jar of mayonnaise <laughs> directing it. I mean, he's, Miracle Whip. He's safe choice. He's he's skilled. He he knows the business. Yeah. He you know he he has the ability to step in and finish. He's worked with Lucasfilm before. He has. Um, I will say this though: I think uh, Lucasfilm and Disney and everybody in between is going to be so far up his ass that he's not going to really be directed much. <laughs> yeah, here's here's uh, here's how it's uh, here's how it went down uh, according to the Hollywood Reporter. Creative differences. It's actually for realsies this time. It's actually creative differences. Um, uh, the style and vision of Lord and Miller's clashed with that of Lawrence Kasdan, who is the legendary screenwriter behind the classic. Empire Strikes Back, Raiders of the Lost Ark. He wrote this script with his son, John, uh, for the Han Solo movie. Now, Lord and Miller are known to a lot of improv- improvisation. And you've got, you know, like Donald Glover on the set, and I'm sure they're having a good time. Yeah. You know. Uh, but uh, one, uh, according to someone on the set, came down to differences in understanding the character of Han Solo. Uh, the source said people need to understand that Han is not a comedic personality. He's sarcastic and shel- uh, selfish. Uh, and so apparently that's what happened, uh, was that Kasdan called 
Kathleen Kennedy and said they're I'm calling mom. Yeah, I'm calling mom, and they're <laughs> messing with my script. And Kathleen said, "You guys got to stop it." And, and stop that's it. What, what? That's how they got fired. So that <laughs> that went that way. Uh, here's uh, my only thought on that. Yes, Lawrence Kasdan wrote The Empire Strikes Back. We all love it. What's the best line in the movie? I love you. I know. Improvised yeah. on the set. Yeah. That's my only, you know. Yeah. All right, you kids. I'm turning this car around. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, it says uh, Ron Howard comes to the film. He has several connections with Lucas and Lucasfilm. Of course, he was in American Graffiti. Uh, Willow was a Lucas pet project. And he made Gung Ho. He did. Uh, Parenthood. He, he also revealed that uh, Lucas had approached him to direct The Phantom Menace. That'd be a good Ron Howard movie. And he, <laughs> he turned it down. Uh, but uh, he's, yeah, so Kathleen Kennedy says we have the highest confidence in him and going forward. All right, so there you I go. I was just shocked. I was like, huh? That's all it, I did. Well, it's just more like, it's like, you know, the shit happened and they just like flicked the Rolodex <laughs> and just landed on Ron Howard. Yeah. Like, yeah, call him. Now, I say that Lawrence Kasdan Empire analogy, I say that. But then I also remember that Rogue One had a second director come in and shoot extra scenes, and it's one of my favorite Star Wars movies. It, it was Ron Howard, too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so there's that. I think it's just because, like, I don't know, I mean, call me ageist right now, but like I, most of the people that are making these crazy films are like pretty young people like, that just have a new vision, and yeah. it's just like, this guy's been around forever. That's, that's, I was excited to see what these two were going to do with a character, and I, yeah. I, and I want to laugh. Did they it, shoot anything yet? They oh, they were well they into a lot. It. Yeah. yeah, they had four more weeks left to shoot. I mean, oh, that probably means he ain't going to fuck it up too much. Yeah, well, we'll see. Uh, I think that if it's if there's a problem with the movie, it's not going to be Ron Howard's fault. I I will I will lay the blame at the foot of Lawrence Kasdan. Yeah, frankly, I mean, if he had such a problem with people messing with his words, that's going to be a problem. Anyway, I had this wonderful story about. The secret origin of Andy's dad from Toy Story. Oh, I saw that what? one, and it's because so he's non-existent. And it's yeah, it, it gives it gives his his origin story, his and, spirit, and why Woody? why he's not in the movie, and all of this stuff. And it's such a great read. It's... I wanted it to be true so badly, but Andrew Stanton stepped forward and said, "No, that's bullshit." Oh. <laughs> what was what was the like? The let me, let me read it to you. This is the thing. Andy's dad had polio. God. Okay, ready. Now, this is according to a guy who claims that he, he worked on the film. Uh, Andy's father was also named Andy, and he was the one who grew up with the Woody doll, since it has his name on the boot. He was the only kid in the world who had one because he'd received a one-of-a-kind prototype from the cereal company. The toy didn't get mass-produced because the show had gotten canceled. Sadly, around 1959, Andy Sr. contracted polio, and most of his toys were destroyed for his safety. That is, except for Woody, Slinky, and Mr. Potato Head, because Andy Sr. crawled, uh, crawled out of his bed without the use of his legs to save them from being burned and hid them in a box. Sounds depressing like Toy Story. Jesus Christ. So, so Andy Sr. later recovered, went on to get married, and fathered Andy Jr., the Andy we grew up with in the Toy Story series. But his recovery didn't last forever. He was later stricken with post-polio syndrome, moved into Andy's grandparents' house to survive, which means that the child's pictures on the walls were actually of Andy's dad. Okay. Then you get to their final moment. <laughs> okay. Uh, Andy's father calls Andy over to his deathbed, you know, his bedside. 
giving him a key from his wallet and telling him to bring down the chest from the attic. Andy heads up there, grabs the chest, but by the time he returns downstairs, his father's dead. Oh, God. Andy forgets Somebody about the chest. Somebody put a lot of thought into this yeah, fake thing. Exactly. Uh, Andy forgot about the chest, only to open it after the funeral, and there's Woody, Slinky, and Mr. Potato Head. They see Andy Jr., and they believe he's the kid that they grew up all these years with all these years ago. They don't know that their original owner is dead. Uh, see, I'd rather them to, like, they were just toys, and all of a sudden they're like, nom yo ro ro ke ke and they like, put his dad's spirit into Woody, <laughs> so he becomes his dad. But I read that, and I went, oh, that's kind of cool, and then Andrew Stanton says, no, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's bullshit, I was there. my story. <laughs> that's, that's, that's completely wrong. I wrote the goddamn thing. Bambi's dad died of AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got some Star Trek stuff here. Ooh. Uh, we got a release date for Discovery. That I nearly said TV series. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Star Trek Discovery uh, will be uh, seen in uh, uh, the CBS announced 15-episode first season of Discovery will now air in two split parts. The first eight episodes will run between September 24th and November 5th. Uh, and uh, you'll, you'll see the first episode on CBS, but then you have to get the app for the rest of it. It's like a drug. And then the back seven will begin in uh, January of 2018. So there's that. See, unlike being cool like Marvel, like where they're like, we're going to do two episodes of Inhumans in IMAX, and then it'll go on TV, but mm-hmm. you'll, you'll be having access yeah. to it. <laughs> no, you're going to have to pay for it. And I will, because I'm stupid. Let's, um, <laughs> let's just all watch that premiere on TV. So it's got great ratings, and then they're like, okay, we have to air this. <laughs> that would be good. That's, I'm crossing my fingers. That would be good. Uh, but the uh, first trailer for Discovery, we talked about it, and uh, they've been inter- interviewing the uh, cast, and uh, we we found out about the main character, played by Shaniqua Martin-Green. Um, she grew up on Vulcan, and so I was I was correct in my suspicion. She is 100% human. But uh, she has a deep relationship with Sarek because she's actually the first ever human to have gone to both the Vulcan Learning Center as a child and the esteemed Vulcan Science Academy as an adult. So that'll be uh, that's what we know about her. You know, what I love that they would never release because I think it'd be embarrassing. What's that? Is the numbers that Egg's talking about compared to the first episode's numbers of that app? Right. Like, it's just going to plummet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's not even if it's good or bad. It's just, it's, you know, any person who's not a super Star Trek geek or like that is going to be like, yeah, fuck that. I'm not buying that. Well, even, mm-hmm. but like, there's such a pushback on it, though, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm I don't go- know if, if I'm going to do it or not. I'm not doing it. I'm going to because I love Star Trek and I love Shaniqua Martin Green and I love Michelle Yeoh and I love the whole idea of this thing. Well, so cool. Then I'm I'll just going to go over to Carrie's house. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did. You have a party. I'm sure I'll see it somehow. Huh? <laughs> Oh, okay. Okay. Yo ho, yo ho. Now, I was very excited. We're drink rum while we watch it. I found, I found this story and I was very excited to tell you two because I know you two. I'm not sure if Jimmy knows about this character. Uh, Entertainment Weekly has reported that the character who debuted in 1980s Uncanny X Men number 130 will appear in X Men Apocalypse. Ooh. Small role. Small role. Remains uncast this, at present. But they already had X-Men Apocalypse. Dazzler. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. I've heard of Dazzler. You've heard of yeah. Dazzler. But you said appear in an X-Men Apocalypse. They already had Apocalypse. No, no, no. Uh, not an X-Men Apocalypse. Sorry. Uh, uh, Dark uh, Phoenix. I meant uh, Dark Phoenix. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. I, I was like, that. what are they doing in another Dazzler. fucking director's cut? <laughs> Dazzler. She was teased in a cut scene from Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, Miley Cyrus plays. She's sparkly and shit. Uh, that's, yeah. She turns music into light. Oh, her original name in the development stage was Disco Dazzler. God. Yeah, that was the original character's name. Uh, but it is going to show up in. In the, it says uh, when the character does finally make it to the screen, it will make it the culmination of her original purpose. Dazzler was originally intended to be a movie character created in, ca- in collaboration between Marvel and Casablanca Records, the label that was the home to Kiss, Donna Summer, Parliament in the mid-70s. The original intent was the character would feature in Marvel Comics and Casablanca Records with a movie to introduce the character to the public. That, that's the secret yeah. origin story of Dazzler. I knew that. It's know. like, so, God, what, she rolled around on roller skates when she yeah. first came out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the movie project had brief interest from Bo Derek. She and then husband oh. she and then husband John Derrick appeared on the February eleventh, nineteen eighty cover of People with a collection of Marvel comics fresh from a meeting about the project. Before collapsing, Casablanca lost interest as a result, leaving Dazzlers only a comic book character. I, uh. I, I found that fascinating. And Bo Derek was like, All I got were these skates. So they were, <laughs> were gonna like, make a movie. She's like, We're gonna we're gonna make that Tarzan movie instead. We're... Yeah, it was a good idea, wasn't it? <laughs> That movie's so messed up. <laughs> I like the cre- that the credits are disgusting. It's like that monkey's like basically almost raping Bo Derek <laughs> on the beach. Do we- God. And it's like her husband filming it. Yeah. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? That's it, honey. Yeah. yeah. You eat that banana. Yeah, you like that monkey. Uh, we got uh, word that uh, Danny Elfman is composing the score to the Justice League movie. Huh. So there's that. Cool. Yeah, well, I guess they kind of just fired what's his yeah. junkie XL. Yeah. Oh, did they? they, they yeah, he's, he's They shit-canned him. Yeah, they said. He wasn't happy about that. They said no. Uh, also, um, all this talk about, uh, you know, because Spider-Man Homecoming opens mm-hmm. at the end of this week. July 7th, yeah. And uh, so Sony is out talking about their other well, Spider-Man uh, project. It's the end of next week. The end of next week. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was was this week. Sorry. Uh, So they're talking about uh, Silver and Black and Venom. And the uh, one of the Sony reps said, uh, "Yeah, you know, that makes us sort of like tangentially in the Marvel universe as well." Mm -hmm. To which I say, Sony uh, Sony can wish in one hand and shit in the other, (laughs) because Kevin Feige came out and said, "No." No, they're not a part of the Marvel Studios universe. I'm yeah. sorry. Spider-Man is. Yeah. But <clears throat> no. no. <laughs> I don't think so. And they're like, well, we're going to get Spider-Man to appear in our other movies. And Kevin Feige's like, as far as I know, that's not happening. <laughs> I like how you're pronouncing it properly. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> we got to do this. It's very nice. Um, because uh, I always said that the day that Kevin Feige comes on this show and tells me... <laughs> How to pronounce his name, then I'll say it right. Well, Jimmy Martin, <laughs> Hollywood's best friend. Let me get this up here. Did you send it to me in a text? I sent it on the uh, the messenger thing. It's in the- oh, it's in the messenger. Okay. Yeah. Um, inter- <laughs> I guess you interviewed him. I wouldn't say interviewed him. I just kind of accosted him in an elevator. <laughs> <laughs> you do. I, was, I was seriously waiting for an elevator, and this door opened. And, and, there he, and is. he walked out. He's like, hey, is this going down? I was like, oh, oh fuck. Oh, Kevin Feige. And so we got in the elevator together to, with a friend of mine, and I think his assistant. And, uh, <laughs> and I just I go, ah, can I just, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. He's like, oh, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. I go, can you do me a favor? <laughs> yeah, what's that? <laughs> and then uh, I told him what he had to do. 
We just need we just need to know how to say your name. You just need to know how to say it. Say my name, bitches. Here we go. All right. <laughs> I'm Kevin Feige. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah. You missed the he first part. Says, hey. There you go. Yeah, this, there we go. I have to say your name. Oh. I'm, I'm Kevin Feige. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Geek Show says hey. There you go. Kevin Feige. Saying Geek Show says hey. So the thank mystery you for, solved. Thank you for that. Yeah. Thank settled. You for that, Done. Dude. I appreciate it. No that. more Feige. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi. Hi. <laughs> All right. Well, there's one joke ruined. Yeah, yeah sorry. sorry. End of an era. All right. Uh, let's see. There's. Uh, we told you about HBO mulling the idea of a Watchmen TV series. No. It, uh, it is official. It's happening. Yeah. Uh, Damien Lindelof, who is not busy anymore because The Leftovers is done, yeah. and uh, he's going to be working on that. And he's uh, he's a huge fan. And he's he did some great work on The Leftovers. That was just a phenomenal show. And so I'm looking forward to it. Because he says he's a huge fan. He's always wanted to do this. So, all right. And let's see. Two Wonder Woman items to finish, and then we'll review a movie or two. Sure. Uh, this is interesting. We, uh, we saw Wonder Woman, and there's a character there called Chief. You remember? Yes. Played by Eugene Brave Rock uh, in the movie. They have, uh, he has confirmed one of the movie's big secrets. Chief is a demigod. What? Yes. Indian Country Today reported a little-known detail about Wonder Woman's first encounter with Chief, one of the men recruited by Trevor to help Wonder Woman on her mission. The two of them first addressed each other in Blackfoot language, native language of the Americas spoken by about 8,000 people in northern Montana, southern Alberta, Canada. It was uh, the only language that wasn't subtitled in the movie. So when they meet, you you notice that. Uh, So... He, he introduces himself as uh, Napi, the Blackfoot demigod. Oh. Napi, known as Old Man, is the culture hero of the Blackfoot tribe. He is the first man made by the creator, and he helped shape the world and its people, along with his wife, Kipitaki. Uh, so, yeah, they, huh. they, they, that's, in the, that's in the movie, yeah. apparently. He, <laughs> he is a demigod. It's like only people that speak that. Only people Blackfoot. who would speak Blackfoot would know that. They go, oh! But uh, but the actor was was interviewed for this magazine, and he says, "Yes, I'm 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 a demigod in the movie." So he could be in the sequel, maybe, or in Justice League, or he's still around, is what we're saying. Yeah. And finally, this only my attorney is excited about this. The Wonder Woman Conan crossover comic book is oh, coming geez. in September. So there we go. No, I'm excited about that. <laughs> I'm excited things. about that. Uh, what you got? Uh, and then we'll review some movies. I binged the whole series of uh, that Glow. Gorgeous oh, Laser oh you did all of it. I haven't all even, on Friday. I haven't even started. How many episodes is it? There's ten. And then it's it, only like I think it's like half hour ones. They're like a little over a half hour. It's really good. Yeah, looks good. Um, they somehow managed to. Desexify Brie Larson a little bit. Allison Brie? I mean, Allison Brie, yeah. <laughs> Desexify? Yeah. That's tough. I agree. <laughs> um, no, but it was really good. I would, this is what I would suggest. Okay. Because I, 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 I want to eventually see this. I'm not in a rush, but yeah. yeah. Um, Mark Maron's great in it. Oh, good. He plays Mark Maron. Um, <laughs> well, he, he excels at that one right? thing, yes. But uh, <laughs> I suggest watch all the, the, all the episodes. Okay. And then there's a documentary on Netflix about about the, Glow, the real gorgeous yeah. ladies of wrestling. And watch that after, and it's really kind of didn't, didn't Stallone's mom? She was in it for a she bit. She was yeah. in okay, yeah, okay. In Glow or 
Yeah, she was like a manager. Oh, manager or something, yeah. That's funny. That's and I then uh, I did something I just don't do. What's yesterday. that? So uh, the Rick and Morty truck. Was, was, oh, in, yeah. was in yeah. town, yes. And uh, so I said, oh, fuck. You know, I love the show. I'm going to go check it out. And I thought, oh, maybe 200, 300 people will be there. There was over 1,000 people That's there. amazing. What? Yeah. Because yeah, Kat texted me when I was down in L.A. And she said, uh, Shannon, Shannon's showing everybody my Penn Sylvester. Yeah. And, and, uh, and he's 358th in line. So I figured it was like 400 maybe. But I guess you'd been there a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it was so funny. The night before, Kat, Martin... Because mm-hmm. I, I got a surprise for you. And she made me this character pencil vester. It's like handcrafted. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's she, cool. And like, I think I had the coolest thing there. You know, <laughs> everybody was like grabbing it. Can I take a picture with pencil, pencil vester? vester? But that show is becoming a phenomenon. It's yeah. kind of Oh, crazy. it's huge. It's huge. Um, and I stood in the line. And it was in, at Black Cats, right? It was behind, yeah. Behind it? Um, so where would a thousand people go? The, it, the, there's, there's the line kind of went a, all the way around. Yeah. It went. Uh, Circled the building and went all the way over by the GameStop. Jesus. It was insane. <laughs> and uh, I did it. I did that stupid thing where I stood in line for two hours to spend my money. So wow. was, was that what people, was just people buying shit and like yeah, checking people yeah, out? Yeah, well, but the, the truck was cool and it was, the whole setup was cool. They had two like Mises boxes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know what you call those things, those windsock things. The, those wavy tube guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cripple wacky but, tube men. But they were like, they were uh, painted up like Mises. Oh, and, that's cool. Um, <laughs> The truck was just cool. I just can't imagine, like, if you didn't know what that show was and you drove up behind it, you'd be like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> now, out of curiosity, like, when did it start and when did you get there? I'm just curious, like, how fast people got there. Started at 1. I got there at 12. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I bet people were camping out. Uh, not really camping out. I, Excitable James and Tony they were there. Were there. Uh, Tony said, fuck this, and he <laughs> gave me his ticket, because you had a ticket. Right? Really? Oh, so, so I got to move up 100 people, which is good, because two... Idiots almost got murdered for being stupid. <laughs> but um, no, so I stood in this line, and you can only pick two pieces of like the uh, exclusive merch. And you can only get two items? Right, obviously, because there was a thousand people. Oh, jeez. So it was so hard. I'm like, I'm like looking at the menu, and I'm just like, oh, I don't know what the fuck to do. And That's crazy. I decided on, I got a uh, get your shit together bag. That's cool. I saw those. <laughs> and That's... it's really a good backpack. Yeah. Uh, it just says, get your shit together. It's got some, I'll show it to you. And then uh, a Mr. Poopy, uh, Mr. Poopy Butthole beach towel. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but it was really crazy. Like, everybody that was there just loves the show. And mm-hmm. People yeah. dressed up as, like, like, really minor characters and Ricks and Mortys. And That's funny. There was a, and I can't believe how many parents let their kids watch that fucking show. I know, right? <laughs> With, like, a lot of little kids. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, and, wow. t- and we're um, like, talking to these little kids about Rick and Morty. And I'm just like, all right. There was two little, there was two tiny Ricks, two kids dressed as, and they walk around. Oh, tiny Rick! <laughs> it was, that's awesome. It was pretty cool. Nice, that's cool. Yeah. So if it comes to your town, get there early. I missed it. I could sell I was my. Kind of bummed. I looked at, and I and I could, I saw I could sell that towel for a hundred dollars on eBay right now. Oh, really? Jeez. But I'm not gonna because it's Mr. Poopy Butthole. I missed it, but I was okay with why I missed it. So, yeah. well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then, um, I uh, I saw Nick Cave in the Bad Seeds. Oh, I heard that was a good show. Fuck, it was like a church revival or something. Wow. Yeah. If you get a chance to see that guy, go see it. It's amazing. He's out touring right now. Yeah. Nice. Uh, let's see what movies uh, we well, will review. I'll start with the one I didn't see, uh, which is Transformers. Because no. 
Oh my god. No. Some of the best bad reviews I've ever read. Really? Oh, yes. I'm yes. Not, yes. I haven't read any of them. Uh, Peter Travers <clears throat> from Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone called it a, f- a turd. <laughs> he used that word a in turd? his Rolling Stone review. <clears throat> turd. That's, That's great. so funny. It's, uh, <laughs> it's not doing what they thought it would do at the box office here in America. It's going to crush it overseas. But though. overseas, it's, it's doing well. God. Which means, you know what, fuck it, keep making them, just keep them over there. You know? Right? Well, and, and that was interesting because I read an interview with one of the, uh, one of the actors from the movie, and he, and he, he made an improv joke mm. in the, you know, while they were filming. Yeah. And uh, the director, your buddy, stepped up and said, yeah, that was funny, but would that joke work in China? Yeah. And the guy goes, oh, no, clearly it wouldn't. Yeah. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and it, he says it made me think differently, and I'm like... That's they're not making the movies for us no, anymore, anymore, are they? <laughs> no, after the last one, I mean, like you the know? last third of the movies all takes place in China. I mean, like, yeah. you know, it's he knows his market. I mean, like, you can't yeah. you can't get mad at him for knowing his market and making billions of dollars. You can't get mad at him for making shitty movies. Yeah. So, I mean, I know the, the business side of it makes absolute sense. Exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. But the artistic side of it can suck an absolute yep. shit turd. So you didn't see that. No, didn't see that one. I mean, if, if they had screened it, mm-hmm. I would have gone. I would have definitely they, gone. They did not. But they did not, and I'm not going to waste my time. So. All right. Like, didn't, when I went and saw it with you, did, did we pay to see it when we went? We did. Yeah. They didn't show it to the fourth time. Oh. And I was like, you know what? Because at that point, I hadn't, like, fucking had it. You know, I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know. The first one's good. The second one's racist. I just want, I just want to, I just, keep going. Sorry. Oh, no. Just like the third one's in. I go, but the, no, it was the third one. I go, the third one took Leonard Nimoy and made us all hate him. <laughs> I go, okay. Let's. <laughs> Let's give it one more shot. And then when I was vomiting in my toy, I was like, fuck this guy, man. Like, this franchise is a piece I, of dog shit. I've never seen somebody just so watch a film so angrily. <laughs> like, you were hate fucking that movie with your eyes. <laughs> I, no, the best part. I, it was worse. It was, it was one of the worst goddamn movies I've ever seen. I, the best part I'll never forget was Jay was with us. It was you, yeah. me, Jay, and Jeremiah. And Jay goes, he goes, hey, how much time is left? And I go, we have another hour. And he goes, <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> So, well, I'll just say this to Anthony Hopkins. I don't want to hear you bitching one more word about playing Odin in the Thor movies. God. All right? I'm I've had it with you. If you're going to bitch about being yeah. in a in a successful good movie as opposed to this, yeah. You know, picking shut up the that, fuck up. Picking up that paycheck? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, fuck that. Anyway, mean, um, um guess it meanwhile, hearing good things about maybe the Bumblebee movie. Yeah, I'm reading stuff about that yeah. that's in development that makes maybe it'll well, work. Eggs but, brought that up to me, and like we talked about one time. Yeah. Like, I'm not, a, I'm not afraid of that one. You know, like it's not Bay. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, but I what, just don't care about it. What did you see? So what I did see, and it's not out. Well, no, see, as this comes out, it comes out in two days. Yes. So we just wanted to get it out because it's not too too far away. It's one of those Wednesday releases. So Wednesday release. Uh, yeah. It's uh, Edgar Wright's Baby Driver. Oh, I've been reading good things about this. As you should. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, this, the story is uh, my favorite actor's name of all time, Ansel Elgort. Ansel Elgort. I interviewed him for, uh, I think, Insurgent or something. Super nice kid. Uh, and he plays this kid who, when he was a, a child, got into a car accident. And he's got, I can't remember the condition's name. Tinnitus. He, it's tinnitus. Mm-hmm. And he's got an, you know, a constant ringing in his ear. Mm-hmm. So what he does, he always has music playing in his, in his head. And, uh, and he's always got sunglasses on. And he works for uh, Kevin Spacey, who he... They don't really go too far deep into it, which is kind of cool. But he owes him money. He's like he he stole he stole, oh, he stole my car, oh, but there okay. was something in the car. 
that, you know, I wasn't going to fucking have it. So he said, but I saw how he could drive. And so I, instead of, you know, basically fucking killing him, he's like, I basically put him to the test. And mm-hmm. so now he's my getaway driver. <clears throat> oh, okay. So now, uh, you've got him, you've got Jamie Foxx in there. You've got, uh, John Hamm in there. You've got, um, uh, John Barenthal in there. Uh, and I will say this, um. It's not really too much. They, the very big opening scene is a is a action scene. They're, they're robbing a bank and they're going right. I mean, like, from mm-hmm. the second in, they do it. They get the highest. They get to the back of the bank and they're all like counting up their money, and they're all like walking the different ways. And John Barthol goes, you know, if you don't know John Barthol, Punisher. Yeah, he just goes, all right, you guys don't see me. If you don't see me a litter. I'm dead. Never comes back. It's <laughs> 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 the greatest fucking line. I just thought it was so good. Just you don't see me. I'm dead. All right. Um, one, I would, you know what? I'm going to put it to the test. Guardians of the Galaxy versus Baby Driver soundtracks. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Is, the, this soundtrack is fucking phenomenal. And the op- after they're done with like the the first heist, there's a kind of I almost want to say a dance number because he always goes and gets everybody coffee, and he he sits there and like and he's got his headphones in, so it's like whatever he hears, you can hear in like the speakers and mm-hmm. nothing else really. And he's sitting there and he's like mouthing it and he's dancing. And as he's dancing, if you look on the back of the walls, lyrics of the songs are spray painted on the backs of the wall. Really? Like, yeah. It's wow. and then like and everything he does like choice. to the drum beat, like he'll like sit there like waiting for a light to go, and he's sitting there like tapping his finger to the drum beat, mm-hmm. and then keeps walking like that. You know, it's fuck. It's so I cannot imagine how many times they had to do this, like chore- choreography wise. Um, beautiful. Uh, you know. I mean, oh. uh, I'm looking at the soundtrack right now. Yeah. It's it's really fucking good. It's 30 songs deep. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, John Spencer Blues Explosion, Bell Bottoms. Oh, that's one of my favorite. That's the opening song. That's, yeah. Bob that is er- a great fucking song. Bob and Earl doing the Harlem Shuffle, Jonathan Richmond and the Modern Lovers, Egyptian Reggae. Shut up. Uh, Googie Rene, Smokey Joe's La La. The Beach Boys, Let's Go Away for a While. Uh, Carla Thomas, B-A-B-Y. Uh, Cashmere Stage Band doing Cashmere. Dave Brubeck, uh, Unsquare Dance. The Damned, Neat, Neat, Neat. It's a great song. Too. The Commodores, Easy. T Rex, Deborah. Beck, Deborah. The Incredible Bungo Band playing Bungonolia. This is an amazing soundtrack. I'm not going to read the whole thing because, yeah, you're right. Uh, Sam, you got Sam and Dave in there with When Something Is Wrong with My Baby. Oh, this is a great soundtrack. See? Barry White, Young MC, Queen. Jesus Christ, I'm buying this right now. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. So is They're it, both great soundtracks, but I, I would put them toe-to-toe together. To, is this a movie made for Jimmy? This is a movie made for Jimmy. Oh, right. there you go. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, I'm a, and also, I'm a sucker for a car movie. Like, I love Drive. Yeah. You know, any, any like, Bullet, uh, French Connection. You know, anything with a great car chase. This movie is fucking <laughs> on top of them. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, just on par with all these classic movies. Uh, great fucking dialogue. I mean, obviously, it's Edgar Wright. Mm-hmm. Um, just... And a great love story too. The you mentioned because some of the songs because obviously there's a song with the baby in it. Mm-hmm. But we said Deborah. The, yeah. He meets a, a waitress named Deborah and falls in love with her. And Cat actually kind of called it pretty well. She goes, "That relationship reminded me of uh, Christian Slater and Patricia Arquette in True Romance." Ah, okay, I can see that. So just and it's so good. And I don't want to ruin more, but like I'm seriously, I mean, you can see it. I'm getting chills right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a great fucking movie. So it's, four stars. Four stars, easy. Wow, easy. All four right. stars. Edgar I'm, Wright does it again. Yeah, just Yay. so good. So, all right. Still would like to see him as Ant Man. Yeah. Oh. oh, did you see he actually gave finally a kind of a, 
Yeah. Excuse. It's actually a beautiful excuse. I mean, I say excuse, it's just it, a it reason was, why. It was, it was nicely worded, yeah. I thought. He's, it, it was something along the lines of... Um, I didn't uh, want to make a Marvel movie. I, I wanted to make a Marvel movie, but Marvel didn't want an Edgar Wright movie. Maybe it was like that, yeah. Something, something like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice. You know, it was just, you know, he's like, I get it. You know, I'm different. Yeah. So... So there you go. But go see Baby Driver instead. Yeah, go see this. Support. That's why it came out because it was at the Baby Driver junket. Obviously, people are going to start asking him about Ant Man. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, anything else before we get back to the episode? I think that's, that's it. Is that good? All right. Oh, wait. Uh-huh. This week, the. You know how DC is doing those crossovers between DC characters and Hanna-Barbera characters? Yes, I've got a few of them over there. I haven't read them yet. Yeah, the Lobo, the Wiley e. Coyote hires Lobo issue was this week. Yeah. Good luck I, finding it. I've got it right over there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's sold out then. Huh? I went because there's Friday and they had like two left. Because there's Wonder Woman, Tasmanian Devil. Yeah, <laughs> there's uh, Elmer uh, Fudd, Elmer Fudd, and Batman. Batman. Elmer Fudd is hunting Batman hunting. through Gotham. <laughs> what does he get him? Yeah, <laughs> Coyote hires Lobo to get the Roadrunner, and I, I can't remember the others. There's a bunch of them. Though. Now, are these just one-offs, or they're going to be like you know, yeah. issue yeah. two of Batman? No, there's no, just, just just the one little just thing. I think it's like Bugs Bunny in the Justice League. Bugs Bunny in the Justice League, and and Marvin the Martian and Martian, Martian Manhunter. Man yeah. Jesus Christ! It's just Warner Brothers going, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's put some Six Flags roller coasters in and there, too. And meanwhile, Marvel's <laughs> rebooting again. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll get back to the episode made for Jimmy. Please to enjoy. <laughs> hey, I want to tell you about something very cool that Black Velvet Boutique is doing. Throughout July, Black Velvet Boutique is accepting donations for the Rape Recovery Center, a very worthy cause. So go in with a donation and you'll receive a discount off your next purchase at Black Velvet Boutique, 293 South State in Clearfield. And Dawn and Leah... From Black Velvet Boutique, they want to thank you, Geek Show listeners. Apparently, you're a sexy crowd. <laughs> uh, the staff very supportive, very passionate about making sure their customers have a positive experience. They emphasize positive relationships between partners and with oneself. Black Velvet Boutique, an all-inclusive, judgment-free shopping environment. Talking about sex can be kind of uncomfortable. Black Velvet Boutique, they believe there's no shame sex or wanting to be educated about sex. You can shop anonymously or talk to any of the staff. They're interested in building honest dialogue and relationships with their customers and helping people make informed choices. Sex is no joke. Black Velvet Boutique is not a porn store or a novelty store. They're a valuable sexual wellness resource for grown-ups who enjoy or want to enjoy sex. They have a free sex education workshops as well. Go see them. They're open seven days a week. They're locally owned and operated. BlackVelvetBoutique.com. You can call them at 801-525-1583 or go see them. 293 South State Street in Clearfield, Black Velvet Boutique. Cabin Fever, located at the heart of Trolley Square on the corner of 500 South and 700 East. Cabin Fever is so much more than a card store. Did your recently out-gay dad just graduate in film studies at the U? Oh, what a coincidence. I'm certain Cabin Fever will have something for your dear old dad to mark all of these occasions. Since opening their door in 1982, Cabin Fever has provided Salt Lake City with unique gift ideas and continues to keep doing so. Located in the heart of Trolley Square on the corner of 500 South and 700 East, stop in, say hi to Dave, browse the walls and aisles filled with hundreds of vendors' products from vintage lunchboxes, jigsaw puzzles, and unique coffee mugs, shot glasses, toys, gag gifts, magic, and, of course, rubber duckies. Celebrating 35 years in Zion, it's Cabin Fever. So much more 
than a card store. It's time for technology to give you more family time, not less. Introducing Nucleus, the Wi-Fi home intercom with auto answer. Call from room to room or home to home with no monthly fees. No more yelling up and down the stairs and no more struggling to set up Skype calls with grandma and grandpa. Nucleus is available today at NucleusLife.com. Use the code GEEKSHOW, one word, to get a special discount. And we're back. (laughs) Yeah. Ah, okay. Here we are. Woo! You know, I I just want you to know we still haven't got a name for the show yet. Yeah? It's called Geek Show. I mean, name for the episode. Oh. Oh. Name for the episode. It's an episode for Jimmy. (laughs) Great soundtrack. An episode made for Jimmy. (laughs) Made for Jimmy? That's all right. Made for Jimmy. I'd say his names go. It's okay. Just write made for Jimmy, parentheses, great soundtrack. (laughs) We'll, we'll hold that one. Yeah, we'll hold that Maybe one. something will come. I'm going to hold it like those idiots held Baby Groot. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Shots fire. Ba, 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 ba. All right. Oh, watch bow. Pixels, asshole. It's a much better uh, I, what, You know, seriously, I have an excuse for not watching movies. You don't. <laughs> I get paid for it. Yeah, so. exactly. If I got paid for watching right. movies, I would watch Pixels, but no. Last week, we had Joel Schumacher apologizing mm-hmm. for Batman and Robin. You heard it here. Uh, this week, we have another apology. Oh. oh shit! This one, Adam Sandler. I always get with, with these stories. I always get nervous who you look at because I feel like this is right. targeted towards one of us. Uh, I have a feeling this is gonna be an apology for from uh, Dump Truck Jones. Nope. <laughs> what? what? You don't know about Dump Truck Jones? Not the worst Transformer ever. Hey, it really is. <laughs> he didn't exist prior to the John Tidor incident. <laughs> everybody else thought his name was Half Track, but it turns out his name was Dump Truck Jones. Google that, y'all. Yep. I. Uh, <laughs> So the beginning of the, 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 the new Battlestar Galactica, the one that was just recently, oh, which, yeah. which I thought was just some of the Fantastic. Yes. It's my favorite. Yeah. Some of the best right. sci-fi. Yes. My favorite. Oh, I know exactly you know. where you're going. Who right. would have and ever thought? And the Cylons thought... have a plan. Yeah. And Bob Dylan was a Cylon. Yeah. So the beginning of every episode, short synopsis was always, yeah. the Cylons were created by man. These yes. are the words that you saw on the screen. Right. Yes. They rebelled. Yes. Mm-hmm. They evolved. Yes. There are many copies. Yes. And they have a plan. Yeah. So what's the apology? This is, now I'm scared. No, I've read this. Yeah, I read this, too. This is good. This is good. Well, Ronald D. Moore at the ATX Television Festival said... They had a, a big thing with, like, seven of the cast yeah, members. It was, a, it was a whole reuniting yeah. of the cast, and they were talking. Did they take his goddamn eye, Bill? They took my Bill. Toasters took my damned eye, Bill. That's a good one. That's a good, that was a good, that was um, a good impression. I'm sorry. That was great. Goddamn <laughs> Cylon. Ronald D. Moore uh, said, um, I, I apologize. They didn't have a plan. <laughs> He pulled a loss. Obvious by the end. He pulled a loss. No, he, yeah. they didn't. We didn't need to know if they yeah. had a plan or not. Or we did were, we? He Aww. said, he said uh, <laughs> this was something that a co-executive producer thought sounded cool, right? You oh. know, and that audience would love it and would figure it out. Right. You know, this wouldn't have happened. I, this did not happen prior to John Tidor. They did have a plan, and oh, now geez. they don't. Here we go. You know, I, <laughs> Google that. I, like I, I loved that show so much. I, I did too. Every episode. I did think there was oh, a yeah. bad episode. Nope. I liked right? them all. But like at the end, I was like, "Hmm, huh?" So, so they just—they didn't really have a plan. Yeah, they, they just—they just fucked you know, a bunch wait, of cavemen. I was gonna, yeah. I was like, so they just drove the ship into the yep, sun into space, and, yeah. just, and just started fucking cavemen and cavemen. But you know what's crazy <laughs> is that it still made more sense than the original, 
even with Starbucks, absolutely. Starbucks and Angel. <laughs> absolutely. And uh, Dump Truck Jones has his own planet. <laughs> Wait, and Starbucks was an angel in the first one? Yeah. No, no, in the second one. In the second one. In the, in the first one, Starbucks disappeared and went to a planet and taught Asylum on how to play poker and no. had a space baby, had a space baby, <laughs> but that he, went off and became an advisor to Commander Adama. He, he, was, he, was, he, he fought with God, Starbuck did, uh-huh. killed um, uh, Apollo. Yeah. The God killed Apollo. Yeah. And then he got brought back to life somehow. But yeah, so but Starbuck did crash on the planet one? and teach a Cylon how to play poker, he and did. then he had a star baby that went back to be a, a Dama's advisor on Battlestar Galactic in nineteen eighty, which is where they Do learned how to make motorcycles fly. What? Right. Do you remember that one episode of the original Battlestar Galactica? Mm-hmm. What was it called? Like Ice Station Zero or something yeah. like that? No, Gun on Ice Planet Zero, Zero yeah. and it was two episodes. <laughs> yeah. It, or and was it? Because there was a felt cor- like two. There was anyway. a corridor of space that you could only get through by going past yeah. the planet that had the giant Cylon. Star Killer gun, right? And, and it, it was, but it was so just bad. Like, it would just shoot like straight, right? Pew! But you have to understand, you can't, Pew! you can't fly your ships around it. You Why? can't turn left. Oh, it you was. Can't turn what, left well, or what, go down or, what if you went on the other side of the gun? Believe me, well, yeah. the, no. the only good thing about the old Battlestar Galactica <laughs> was, was the first was, episode. Was Dag the, it was the robot monkey dog. First episode, the ships. The yeah. first episode was cool. First episode, yeah. and after that, it was terrible. Okay, right. now, now the only Pew, the only good thing, <laughs> the only good thing we about can't. the only good thing about Galactica 1980 Pew. was that in each of the six episodes that made it to air, there was always a scene when they'd be driving down the LA freeway on their Battlestar Galactica bikes, and then somebody would want to fight them, and then they would fly away, and they would always have this same reaction. It was either a cop or a Hell's Angels, and they'd always do this. Oh, as their motorcycles, as their motorcycles, which were clearly models being put in front of a blue screen, uh, flew away. (laughs) That's and then there was annoying kid. (laughs) I I loved Battlestar Galactica. It was one of my favorite shows. The my only only discrepancy, like I wish the apology was because that show brought out my pure hatred for a character on that show. Mm, I still refuse. Like I'll say his call sign, but I I will I would never call him that. I fucking call him Carl. Fucking Hilo, like I fucking you hate Hilo. You never oh, like that character. God, huh? why would you he, hate Hilo? There was so much shit that was his fucking fault. Well, yeah, but Boomer, his... Boomer was really compelling. Yeah. I get that, but there's <laughs> yeah. like a so much shit. No, is no, fucking I'm, Carl's I'm, fault. I'm actually, I'm Fuck actually gonna, Carl. I'm gonna pull some Tidor shit on you, and you're gonna end up in an alternate dimension where you're dating Boomer, and you're gonna do all kinds of fucked up shit. Well, I, I would the new Boomer. Yeah, I I date uh-huh. the new boomer, right? Yeah. I, and when I the new take boomer her, says I would take her out need... to lunch for a nice artisan bread wrap, right? And and if she said, I, I need you, I need you to do this thing that might that might jeopardize the fleet, you'd probably do it. Yeah, I, no, yeah. I, I I will t- I will tell you this. I will tell you this. Yeah. In my military career, I have done. I have been in a situation where I could have jeopardized the mission, and oh. I did not. Wasn't boomer. <sighs> I'll give you that. No, you know seriously. what? He he made some mistakes for sure, but I think the real reason Fuck everything Carl <laughs> everything went really bad is because of Gaius Baltar. He's the real reason no. everything went to hell. The man's a my goddamn man. genius. <laughs> my favorite thing ever. The man's my, a goddamn genius. My favorite thing ever was that the first uh, the first Comic Con we went to, mm-hmm. and they were all there. They had like the whole like cast was there, mm-hmm. and I took that picture of Gaius, the the actor that played him. Mm-hmm. Eating a subway sandwich, and he, <laughs> he totally saw me, and it, like the picture was just like, oh, fuck it was shame, me. wasn't yeah. it? I eat shame. a fucking sandwich. It was shame. I gotta find that. But one. He, well, that's uh, it was Apollo. That, what's his name? 
Um, he was in both of them. Richard Hatch. Richard yeah. Hatch. Who, oh, yeah. Uh, Yo, it was rest his, in peace, he, yeah. he was actually the one colluding with Baltar that made everything. Really, oh. the guy the guy that's the real piece of shit was, uh, was the, the commsman that ended up getting... Airlock. Oh yeah, I can't um, remember his name. Uh, oh yeah, mm-hmm. it was, Bob. It was like it was like I, uh, Galen or something. Galen. But it was Galen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He was. He was. A, he was. A anyway, piece of shit. I didn't think they were really going to space him, but they did. You, you did. guys, you guys, remember that show called Battlestar Galactica? I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're doing that, aren't we? I was yeah. walking through. Um, uh, the, yeah, it was a good show. Though. Fuck you, Carl. With Richard Hatch, and I've never seen a guy fuck up a banana. More than anybody, in the, like, <laughs> you know, just I will three seconds. I will say this about I will say this about Battlestar Galactica. It is the the one media thing that got me to switch from the old fashioned TV to a big screen. Oh, oh yeah, because nice. we saw that we saw that episode when uh, when Apollo um, took the Pegasus into oh. into battle against uh, New New uh, New Caprica, and then Adama warped the Galactica into low orbit. And uh, we watched that on a little TV. I was like, "Honey, we gotta go. We gotta go. <laughs> we gotta go." We, we came TV. back. We set up the new TV. We watched it again. I was like, "Yeah." Right, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. So Ronald D. Moore says, "For the next fourteen years of my life, people have asked me what was the plan, and I have to tell you now." There wasn't one. Well, the plan. You know, I'll, be, I'll be totally honest. I watched all of it, loved it. It's probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite, TV shows, and I never even gave it a second thought. You didn't even say here. Was a plan. I was just like, I just gonna watch it. It's yeah. good. My only yeah. discrepancy is Carl. That's that. Other than that, it's a perfect show. His well, name, that, it's called Science Hilo. No, it, it, yeah. And yeah, okay, here's the thing you need to understand. I'm we, we teach call, us, Jay. You, teach you us. fucking earn your call sign. Okay? Yeah, he did. Earn your call Obviously, sign. Obviously, he had one. Yeah, but when the second he turned his back and fucking betrayed the fleet, he's fucking Carl now. I love that he just call-splained you. I, yeah, I think I was Ooh. just, just <laughs> Carl-splained completely. You were carl yeah. that's, that's okay. That's okay. Go ahead and Carl-splain me some more, Jay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody calm down. It's just a shout. I, was, I, just, I just thought he was handsome. It's just a shout. <laughs> well, let's, you don't fucking oh God. <laughs> what should I bring it up next there, Jackson? Something's gonna I happen. want an apology from Carl. This is a house divided. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, this, next, this next thing I think is going to upset Can Lee. Can we have some civility? I think this is going to upset Lee. Okay. Oh, shit. Oh, so you want to do this? Yeah. Sorry. Um, Cowboy Bebop? Oh. Wait a minute. Oh, I saw this article. I think I saw this. I don't Keep know going. how I feel about Keep this. going. Get ready. Triggered. Is your spirit coming out? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's gathering more power for the spirit bomb. Uh, yeah. It sounds like um, the fucking spirit of Vegas is floating around. Tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow Studios, mm. Martel Edelstein's joint adventure with ITV Studios, mm-hmm. is developing a U.S. Mm-hmm. live action mm-hmm. adaptation. Mm. Get Zach Efron on the phone. Of Cowboy Bebop. Well, if it's U.S. adaptation, you know it'll be better. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> that Ghost in the Shell movie sure did uh, capture the spirit yeah. of the TV show. Uh, yeah. So it's in development right now. So uh, if the show... <laughs> Why do you sound like Kermit for a second? Because when I get upset, I go to the Rainbow <laughs> Connection. Oh, my God. You were Kermit for two seconds. So, so really, the problem here is... Spike... <laughs> Spike Spiegel's ethnicity is indeterminate. <laughs> uh, okay, so they've got uh, uh, this guy, uh, Adelstein, who worked on Good Behavior and Prison Break. you got Becky Clements, who worked on Good Behavior and Aquarius. Mm. you got uh, Matthew Weinberg. Uh, you got Chris Yost, who, who wrote Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Uh, all working on it. 
Okay. Is this going to be a movie yeah. or a TV know. thing? It's, TV series. It's, okay. it's got to be a TV series, and it can't be a network. Uh, is it going to be like a Netflix original? No, I, uh, nobody or? knows. They're oh, they haven't, they're it hasn't been, pot, it. It hasn't been purchased it. So yet. So there's, there's, okay. some, there's some problems with Cowboy Bebop mm-hmm. that they would need to – and by problems, I don't mean the source material. The source material is, in my opinion, flawless. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a phenomenal science fiction world. I don't really like that corgi. You don't like Ayn? <laughs> yeah, as long as they cast Ayn correctly, I'm okay. Yeah, you know, look, you know, I got tired of that Corgi being all cute. And I yeah, 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 yeah. Get out of the frame, Corgi. <laughs> okay, I, I, okay, I get it. I, like, get out of here, you little I, bastard! I will say, uh, Cowboy Bebop is one of the like most nearly watchable animes I've ever seen in my life. It's very good. I, I it's did, very good. I think the anime crossed a line. I just, I think it just got a little shut nuts. up. <laughs> yeah. So the big, one punch the, big, is the big issue with watchable. this is that the yeah. the characters don't really have. An ethnicity, but it's a very Japanese show. Mm-hmm. So Spike, his last name Spiegel. So the character could be he's tall, he's gangly, he's like six foot three, maybe one hundred and eighty pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, so, eat a sandwich. So I see, I see a guy, <laughs> and a lot of people would say he maybe needs to be played by a Japanese character, uh, Japanese actor. His last name Spiegel, so he could be played by a Jewish actor. So somebody like Joseph, say, pretty Jewish. like and, Joseph Gordon-Levitt would actually be a perfect yeah, Spike Spiegel. That's true. Okay. And, um, and he doesn't look talk- Japanese in the anime either. No, you don't know. But then, then they get into some things that he was in a Cantonese gang, but it's like in the late 2100s, so it could be that he's he's an American right. kid. Yeah. In yeah. Also, yeah. The, 20, sure. the 2100s haven't happened yet. But, <laughs> <laughs> you mean the early 20- What's that? Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves 30 years ago, maybe. Yeah. But Spike's got to be in his, in his early 30s. Uh, Faye Valentine's going to be the hard one because Faye is Japanese. And if they don't cast a Japanese actress to play Faye Valentine, hardliners like me are probably going to get a little pissy because mm-hmm. her character is a very Japanese story. She's, okay. a, she's a Japanese kid that gets frozen and ends up in the future, and she God becomes damn. a con artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Jet, Jet, anybody could play, and I'd be cool with it. Uh, he's just your standard bald, strong man. But the, the story... You gotta you gotta have a network that's willing to get behind it, kind of like Stars did behind American Gods. Mm-hmm. God, that show is we're gonna give it good. we're gonna give it the budget, and we're gonna respect the source material. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, I kind of look at this and go, why? It's already it's already got a great show. Yeah. You know, Unless it's true. Gonna, it's not it's not like they're adapting a manga or a, or a book, right? You, you've got it. You've got you've already it. got a moving visual medium. You've got twenty six episodes and a pretty good movie to back it up, and it's actually a pretty flawless little story arc that that has a very clear beginning and a very clear end. So, so are you saying that sometimes that not everything needs to be made into a TV series I, I hear and you, or a movie? I hear you on Preacher. I don't think Preacher needed to be made into a movie uh, into a show. I didn't mind it, but <laughs> I I didn't love it. So because you know, Hair Star is in this season. I so. In this new this, season this, that's coming. This is actually something I want to bring up on the show. Okay. Well, this is the perfect time. Uh, I think I'm going <laughs> to... You're going to try think, again? I think I'm going to try again because I saw on the latest commercial... Yes. Saint of Killers. Saint of Killers. And Hairstar. And Hairstar. And he's dressed in the fucking outfit. Yes. But, but you got the on. Well, you got the origin of Saint of Killers in season one. Well, I don't give a fuck. I already know the origin of Santa Killers well, because I read the goddamn. Well, the comic. rest of us didn't. All right. the, well, I read the comic, but the the, the rest of the the, the rest of the. Fucking, <laughs> I don't give a fuck about the rest of people that didn't read the comic. Yeah, I, I do. I do. Damn, think, dude. I do, it is nice to see the characters, you know, well rendered. Well, I'm just like, oh look, they're actually doing the the comic now. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they they needed to take. No, they, needed they did not. Well, as long as they don't curl it up, I'm good. 
they, they just needed Coral. to take the pedestrians, you know, who aren't familiar, and ease them into a universe that's going to get really fucking crazy. Like I crazy. did like 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the you, only thing that's going to be... Shannon's really gatekeeping the shit out of no, him. He's, uh, he's salty. I, yeah, I am. <laughs> Shannon. I am the fucking I am the keeper of the preacher gate. Yeah. I is, think uh, the only thing that's going to make getting salty preacher in good here. is baby group. Yeah, that's that would it. definitely improve it. <laughs> yep. it's a house I want baby Cassidy. I, I want, I, I want to... F- <laughs> nope, nope, nope. I'm not. I'm, you're, All right. you're gaslighting us. Uh, let's. <laughs> I know it. I know it. Let's get uh, games and uh, games and movies. Control. House divided. Yeah. Games Ooh. and movies. What do we got? Uh, the Zookeeper's Wife is coming out. Finally. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> right. I've been meaning this. Just, That's uh, the sequel. Uh, to, it's the sequel to the Penguin Fucker's Uncle, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. uh, what? What? That's kind of it. There's really nothing coming. Really? Out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Ready. You ready? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Quality <laughs> game yeah. review. Oh, I have to. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I didn't know that's what you were asking if I was ready for. Uh, there's not a whole ton of good stuff coming out this week. God, I love your stories. Uh, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> there's something called Danganronpa, another episode, <laughs> Ultra Despair Girls. That sounds like Steve Brule. Yeah, like I know. It does. No, I actually, <laughs> I actually wore a Danganronpa last week to a soiree. Oh There's God. a dang, dang, Danganronpa. It's a Danganronpa. Danganronpa, <laughs> another episode of Ultra, Ultra Despair Girls. Well, you know, you've been, work, you've been Ultra, working all day. You're tired. You're exhausted. You come home, and what's for dinner? Danganronpa again. <laughs> what the no. fuck is an Ultra Despair Girl? That's the biggest. Fuck the danger that's, uh, that's a PG thirteen suicide girl. You yeah. gotta buy the game to figure it out. Oh my god! Drinking rumpa? Is that <laughs> is that how we diagnose people? Here's your Xanax. You're an ultra despair girl. I think Jimmy usually starts talking about drinking rumpa right before it's time to leave the house. You see, drinking rumpa. Stop for all you to drink your rumpa, man. What a drinking rumpa. Uh, the, also, if you like space shooters, Elite Dangerous is finally coming to the PlayStation Four. Oh God, that game! So that game's pretty cool. If you want to sp- you want to play a game where you just sit in hyperspace for fourteen hours? Sounds your- sounds fucking awful. Shannon can play no. that while he naps. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I have a friend who loves Elite Dangerous, and that's what he does. Well, he doesn't go to like planets and stuff. And oh no, shoot he's, things. he's trying to get. He's trying to. He's trying to go places. <laughs> and so, but he realizes it's all fake, right? Wait, 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 wait. So I haven't played Elite Dangerous, I'll be honest. Yeah. You have to go into hyperspace, and it travels in real time. Uh, it travels in an abbreviated real time. But so if you want to go to the des- other end of the universe, it's going to take a week. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So Excuse what me? you do, you log into the game, you make your hyperspace coordinates, and then you log out. It's oh, like, so it, it, oh it, it, asteroid yeah. so it updates while you're not playing. That's like fucking... Yeah. Okay, at least there's that. That's like... Uh, that. remember, you guys remember Wing Commander on fucking PS1? Mm-hmm. No, yeah. but I remember Wing Commander in cinemas. Yeah, I know. I remember that. No, but like you, I remember they had the coordinates, and it took a really yep. fucking long time yep. to get there. Like I remember just being like, Dad's like, what are you doing? I'm like, traveling to space. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this thing called Summon Night 6, colon, Lost Borders. What the... Who the who names this shit? Yeah. Like we say colon, like C-O-L-O-N. You, you, you no, realize like there's a colon in a there. Oh, okay. That's just oh. a direct translation from whatever language. I know, but it's, but it's like, who names this Ultra Despair Girl? Uh, I mean, well, is there a super name? depression void version? Jay, the guy who names this stuff, his name is Gangan Rampa. Gangan Rampa. What a Gangan Rampa. Uh, the Golf Club 2. What? Wait, what? But I think it's like a club of golfers, not just a golf club. Oh. 
Oh, oh, okay. it's a golf game. It, it, I thought it, you meant an actual golf club. It, it, say um, that there, there's someone at the gate that like won't let certain boring. people in. Yeah. You know, <laughs> is it sorry, is, is it the super Viagra uh, version? I no, you have to you know. have to go in through the back end. Yeah, sorry, you're too black or too female to come in here. What are doing here? Uh, let's see. There's also. Uh, oh, this does look cool. Oh, I thought it was called Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, <laughs> oh. they doubled their fees. <laughs> uh, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy for the PlayStation Four. Okay, so okay. if you like the Crash Bandicoot games, they went and redid the first three for PlayStation Four. Oh, so that's, okay. It, I fucks with that. Be good, some, some good stuff, probably. If only they'd update Parappa the Rapper. I know, right? <laughs> I think punch it. It's all in the, the mind. mind. No, I think that's. Uh, I said you're fine. <laughs> I think that's actually in the works. God, I hope so. <laughs> I try also, explaining. I try explaining Parappa the Rapper to today's youth, and they just go, "What, old man? Why are you shouting from the roof? Yes. Where are your pants? Please stop! You're putting men in ultra despair." And then also, uh, the Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, the first DLC pack, does come out on Friday this week. Woo-hoo. So that, <laughs> <laughs> we got a fan. James excited. I'm excited for it too. I already pre-purchased it, but uh, it's got a uh, trials area where you can go try out. You know, defeating everything in one area. You, you pre-ordered in different ways. I did. I, I, I broke. I broke your rule too. I know that last I, week. I hate when I break my rules. I broke. I broke your rule. What did with, you pre-order? Uh, Battlefront two. Oh, okay. as soon as I found out that the DLC was included and that there was a story mode, I was just like, I'm done. done. Here you go. <laughs> Take my money, EA. I'll bet it's good. Well, I, uh, I even like the new one. So yeah. And then the other thing that the the uh, this uh, DLC update has is a thing where. It will show you where you've traveled on the world map for the last 200 hours of your gameplay. Whoa. So that if there's areas you think you might have ex- have, have not explored yet, you can actually look at it and say, oh, I haven't gone to that part of the map. I should go check that so out. I wouldn't want I that. missed my turn. I wouldn't yeah. want that because the map would just show me walking around in the same circle <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Could they do that with Red Dead Redemption? Because oh, that would help See, me. that would be great. Right. Uh, there, so. There is a thing on the map that shows you where you've been. But it doesn't show you the trails that you've gone on. Oh, to get there. see, that's what I need. And besides, you just got to go to Mexico and stay down there. I fucking love that game. All right, uh, like ready? in reality. <laughs> Did you hear that the, the the second one got delayed again? That's okay. Uh, the first delay, just to spring of next year. Oh, okay, well, I'm okay with that. I'm take your time, do it right. I'm okay yeah, with no, that. Take your time, do it right. I do the same thing with my dang Because I seriously, <laughs> that's that's the uh, that's the one game I think I've put in more than 300 hours on. Yeah. And 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 again, I shouldn't be. It's a no. cowboy game. I shouldn't. No, I I should give no shits. But yeah. there's something about uh, there's this one particular fort in Mexico that I like to take over. Yeah, <laughs> just sit in hmm. for hours. Hmm. Is that good? That's it. All right. Anything else before we go? Well, uh, I I do believe uh, Jay's opening for uh, Drank and Rampa next week at Wise Guys. <laughs> yeah, man, Drank and Rampa. Was it, was it, you know, well, I'm a Drank and Rampa tonight, but my Drank and Rampa gonna be. Gonna be uh, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! There's a whole yeah. bunch of Despair yeah. Girls there, nah, though. Nah, yeah. man, nah, man, nah. <laughs> no, Despair Girls are in that Silent Hill game. Oh, fuck! <laughs> yeah. right. uh, they just. Dank and Rumba? Drink and Rumba. Now, what is it? How do you See, I would say drunk and Roomba. I thought it was Dang. <laughs> no, it's Dang and Rumba. Dang and Rumba. Dang and Rumba. Dang and Rumba. Okay. Sure. Mr. B. If you, you know, would. I don't give a fuck what all y'all got to say. I think this baby ham really adds a lot to this whole situation. <laughs> <laughs>